0: Y'all, Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks, depending on what that drink is. Preferably non-alcoholic, you know. How's it going, Soda. I would love to have
1: a drink with Wrestling On the rocks. Maple
0: syrup. Bella. I would never have a drink
1: with Wrestling on the rocks.
2: So Welcome to the dive bar of the IWC. That's right, it's Resting on the Rocks, episode one again. It's where every show is our first show, because we can't get to episode two until we do episode one right, and we just don't do that thing. That's the one thing we do right, is get episode one wrong. So guys, have your drinks ready, uh, have a drink for any technical difficulties, there'll be a plenty. I'm at Ref Marsh, we're at WOTR The Show, with me today on Thursday Night Chaser, Ms. Amanda Jane, what's going on Miss Amanda Jane?
1: Oh, hey everybody. You know, usual. Except it's hotter than Hades here, but um you're not gonna it's not you are kinda hot hotter, hotter than Hades mm-hmm. in Arizona, so I shouldn't bitch about that. Yeah, it's
2: hard to say. I wonder if I can move yep. this a little bit. I got a new camera, so now everything's shifted. We'll see how it all goes. Um Technology. Let me see. Yep. Uh we'll start with something simple, a little bit what's in your glass. What are you drinking there, Miss Jean?
1: Um, Today, actually, because it's hot, and I noticed last time I drank it, it got very warm very fast, (laughs) so I have a nice mug of uh, pineapple shirt, the Trader Joe's hard cider, so. That's cool. It's a refreshing beverage on a hot day.
2: That sounds awesome. Uh, I'm having some some keto sweet tea with some vodka Mm -hmm. in it, finishing off the old ocean vodka, so. Nice. It'll be a nice little, nice little bit of tea stuff to, oh, plenty yeah. of stuff to drink away today. Oh, yeah. I got my, I got my LJN referee now. My little ref collection on the back is becoming pretty close to complete. I mean, it's not all of yeah. them, but I'm getting some of the heavy hitters. Like I got the Shane McMahon SummerSlam,
3: Earl Hebner. You don't want a,
1: you don't want an Aubrey Edwards?
2: Uh, no way. I've thought about that. Someone asked me if I would buy one just to get out of I don't want that figure. I do not want that figure. If you
1: see it for like two cents at a flea market, then yes. I think a dollar. Anything more than a dollar?
2: That's a good point. That's pushing it. Taekwon in the chat says, hello, cheers to Taekwon. Here's
3: Taekwon. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there isn't. Uh, he's asking about the Aubrey Edwards figure. There is one. It comes with a, a ring. I want to say it's a uh, one of those ringside collectible right, exclusive ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get like a hundred and fifty dollar ring, and it comes with an Aubrey Edwards figure. And yeah, I don't. Not Rick Knox, man. But
1: I, they need a Rick Knox.
2: Rick Knox or, is identifiable.
1: Or the senior official, Paul Turner. But Paul I'm not Turner. saying that because Paul is like probably my favorite ref that they have. But you know, yeah. Jack Paul
3: Turner.
2: I mean, it's also a bummer that they lost Earl Hebner. Like he was there in the beginning and was only there for a couple well months, really.
1: Well, Aubrey chased him out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, that's what happens when you don't listen. People that are saying stuff happens, will leave.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, also happens like when you something. kiss somebody's ass hard enough.
2: Yeah. I feel like I'm missing something. I don't know what it is, though. So we'll just figure it out as we go. No. Uh, we may or may oh. not get a uh, Shakes in here. What's going on?
1: So you're the ref you got, the LJN1, that mm-hmm. wasn't modeled after anybody, was it, in particular? So or was the, it just generic ref?
2: The belief that we have, me and a couple other people, without being able to dig in really that deep on it, the belief is it's modeled after Dave Hebner as, like, a generic model but that they then changed features on it, so it was definitely not Dave Hebner. Does that make sense?
1: Got it. Yeah, that like, makes
2: sense. Yeah, that it started with him, and then it was like, okay, now let's widen this and shorten that, and it was like, okay, definitely not him. We don't have to pay royalties way. to him now. You know what I mean? It's referee. Uh, and Taekwon says they I'm need a figure it. for the women. Women, the woman who refs all the edge matches. I do think WWE should put out more ref figures. I do think so. Like, they I know they're. They have those build-a-figure sets where they got, like, the Vince Man from WrestleMania 3. You can build a Danny Davis referee. Uh, you could build a Jimmy Hart. Now you could build, a, I think, little mini Dominic. I do think that there should be a, a series that goes through a few of the notable refs, like, like who he's talking about. Jessica Carr, maybe a John Cone, mm-hmm. obviously Charles Robinson, and Tim White would be on the list for me, you know? Jimmy Corderis would be mm-hmm. cool, you know? But, you know... Yeah. And, They don't show the refs uh, enough love, even if they at least started with with Teddy Long as a ref. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that'd be kind of nice. I'm not, you know, we're not asking for things like, oh, I don't know. Like, when that Cardona did, was he, did he do his ref thing in WWE or, or was it out of WWE?
2: That was Impact. That was Impact. Ah, Okay. But then again, I think honestly, if I was them and I was going to release some right away, as especially like with the builder ref mm-hmm. kind of concept, I think I'd start with Tim White. Mm-hmm. You know, he just passed away, and and he's so notable for so many reasons. I would start right there, and then maybe start setting a precedent of that we'll start seeing some of these notable contributors that aren't getting the their flowers, as it were, otherwise because they still don't put refs in the Hall of Fame. Not unless you did something else. Like, Teddy Long's technically the only ref in the Hall of Fame because he was the only full-time ref. But it, he made it in the Hall of Fame because he became a GM. You know? What yeah. about the Charles Robinsons, who've been doing it since 92 and yeah. is as notable as it gets, you know?
1: You know what's interesting, and I just thought about it since we're talking about refs. Yeah. So I'm sure you've seen on MTV um celebrity, uh, the wrestling one, the deathmatch one. Celebrity deathmatch,
2: yeah. Yeah, those are cool.
1: Yeah. The ref in that? Miles Lane me of Rick Knox. The first time yep. I ever saw Knox. Yeah, ref and yeah. I was like, fucking yeah. dude from the M T V the Yeah. That was uh Disney that death was Miles
2: Lane. Lane. I thought that too when I first saw Rick Knox. I was like, Is that like a Miles Lane's cousin or something? Like they do look very similar.
1: That means we're old mm-hmm. for those who don't know what the hell we're talking about.
2: It means not only that, are we yeah. old, but I've been obsessed with refs for way too long. If I remember boxing refs from the nineties, you know what I mean? <laughs> like...
1: yeah. no, no, that's when you know, you're like, I'm deep into ref culture.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well let's, uh, let's do some fun stuff. I mean, you know, Always fun talking about refs. Always enjoy it myself. Uh, but We've got some birthdays. This was a heavy birthday week, I think.
1: Yes. A lot it of was. heavyweights. It is. Yeah, a lot of heavyweights. So I'm not going to do the dates. I'm just going to run down who's got birthdays. Uh, Jeff Jarrett has a birthday this week. Happy birthday. Double J. Uh, Charlie
2: Woo! Caruso. Woo! Charlie Caruso. Charlie Caruso. I have a mm-hmm. Charlie Caruso signed card. Right before she left WWE, oh. they put her in a set. And charlie kayla and renee young were ones that they were such big characters on screen that when they came out with a card that was signed i got it jojo i have a jojo card when they came out with her for one round it was her and like a piece of like ring attire so i'm sure one of her dresses they just shredded and put into a thing you know but like charlie caruso was one where i remember thinking i don't think we're gonna have her very long and so it'll be notable because there's probably not gonna be a lot of these out there you know so she was one that when I, when I see her do all the big stuff in ESPN, I'm all like, all right, I <laughs> got it while I could.
1: Well, did they make one with Ava um, Marie with some of her her red hair? I would have got that.
2: That'd be funny. Like ring-used genius, weave? But...
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ring-worn so weave or whatever. yeah, <laughs> Yeah, that'd be so good. <laughs> Let's see here. We've got Diamante has a birthday the Boogeyman. Heath Slater. That guy, dude, let me just tell you, man, mm. I mean, you know, I don't watch the, I didn't, for a long time, I haven't watched the WWE product, but Heath Slater was one of those guys that just was like trucking along.
3: Yes. And that he that awesome. staple.
1: And yeah, and I thought that was pretty cool. So, happy birthday, dude. Anna Jay. And of course, her, uh, Dark Order partner, Evil Uno. So, giving me the claw. QT Marshall has a birthday mm-hmm. this week. Bobby Lashley. Mojo Rowley. Ginger Mojo's McCall. another one. Mojo's mm-hmm. another one that's
2: like inspirational to talk to and one of those guys who has that same kind of Cardona mindset that always ready, kind of like always never blaming anyone else. Always saying, what well, can I do better that I can control? You know, like, he's a good one.
1: Yep. Yeah. I learned I earned a mad respect for him when he went on the grunt cruise and that was just like whoa shit <laughs> that's all I know mm. um that would have been fun times had by all yes um Killer Cross happy birthday one of my personal favorites and it's really kind of shitty but we'll get into that in a moment Mandy Rose happy birthday girlfriend
2: oh we'll talk about that one yeah She's yeah. doing awesome. Yay. I've seen a lot of people give her like- give her crap. She's been a champion almost a year in NXT at this point and to be honest.
3: Yeah.
2: I, I'm I'm ready for it to be over, but it's not because I think that it needs to be over. I'm ready for her to take yeah. this version of her to the main roster. I wanna see more of her on a bigger mm-hmm. stage. Like yeah. not that I don't want her as the champion. I think that she needs to be doing even more. Like it's one of those things, you know.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I just kind of feel like um, that tag team itself is just so developed now that yeah, yeah they it it's it's got to go to that main roster and yeah, you know, make an impact. You know, especially since obviously we're not getting Sasha Banks back and you know Naomi back. So that's a nice little that bin is filled in there no more birthdays um jesse the body ventura i don't know i kind of liked political jesse ventura but i know he had wacky things because he's you know state kind of guy and but for the most part yeah i i yeah he did probably a better job than uh lyndon mcmahon would ever do so happy birthday al snow has a birthday this week and let's see okay. here am i forgetting even? no but i did want to um to shout out someone's birthday that um we lost last year uh daphne and oh. you know mental health is you know reminder to everybody it's some pretty serious shit. and i know like out here in the wrestling universe whether it be mostly the social media the online the iwc it could be a bitch and Mm -hmm. you know and a lot of times you know it doesn't it not only affects you know other fans but it affects sometimes it affects the actual talent so you know you want to you know kind of kind of watch it monitor what you say but definitely if you see the one that's struggling or whatever you know people sometimes things that they do are uh cry are, are a cry for help or you mm. know something so yeah. definitely you know make sure your buddies are okay and and that so rest in peace staff and happy birthday up there yeah i know that was a bummer I Cheers. It, but
2: no but okay. i mean it's true and then all that stuff is super important and and it is one of those things that, like right before we came on, I told you that I saw um, two personalities really going at it back and forth. And it was a massive string for a period of time and not even trying to be even somewhat humane to each other. And, you know, there's a certain part where you're kind of reading it saying, oh, this is kind of funny. They're going back and forth. But, I mean, you, were, you said it better than even before I even got to say that. I was like, oh, they went back and forth. Your first thought, even though you're a big fan of one of them, just went, Gosh, why are they even bother? Like just stop. Like why do they need to try to tear each other down and just ignore each other. You know what I mean? Like Well that stuff affects people.
1: The one that we're saying that that I'm a fan of, I mean, you know, I know that's part of your shtick, but sometimes it's like dude. I will say nine times out of ten he's pretty spot on.
2: Well there's so, that. I'm not saying anybody was wrong or anything. I'm just saying that
1: Yeah, Like you said, you look at it and you go,
2: what's the necessity of this? And where are we going with this? What's the payoff? Like, you're taking your time trying to see if you can hurt somebody. Like, why? On both sides, why?
3: You know?
1: Yeah. Quit pissing on each other. Yeah. Men, women, whatever. Fan (laughs) and fan. It's like, come on, people.
3: Yeah. Yep. You know, it's
1: not about you. Especially with the fans. It is not about you. Yeah. So... Quit looking like there was a horrible last night on AWSL horrible looking I, I don't know if he was doing at first I thought it was Zicky Dice but I think it was someone doing Zicky Dice cosplay of all the people in wrestling uh, you can cosplay that's a ran really random ass yeah, that's a weird so, one. and especially because he lives in Georgia now so I thought it was him but you know yeah um, Lesnar guy those other WWE I think Zicky finally no, signed hasn't. with
2: actually Impact I think he's actually on Impact mm-hmm.
1: now well, I think that Joey Ryan's stuff didn't help him either.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Those
1: awful trunks. Oh,
2: yeah, that's a good point. That's a good
1: point. Them, th- those were gross. Those were so gross. Yeah. Well, I'm even, I'm, I, it, they were so gross, I'm not going to let pe- I will not tell people to go look at them on Google. If you do, do it at your own risk, but yeah. I told you so. You shouldn't have done it.
2: Yeah, it was gnarly. It. I remember being in the audience, too, and just being like, whoa! <laughs>
1: I was like, uh, I want to vomit, but there's nowhere to vomit right now. I'm like, oh. You're stuck.
2: You're stuck in it. Yeah. Well, Amanda, do we have any news? Anything going on?
1: Well, we got a lot of uh, news. Like, first of all, let me get to the short ones before we get to uh, the bigger stories. So, um, AEW, this Wednesday, Dynamite, uh, during the tag match, Matt Jackson was injured. And really? the spot he was injured at was when Hobbs and Keith Lee did that vertical suplex.
3: Uh-huh.
1: He landed on his butt really hard and but his neck snapped back. And wow. people are saying that like throughout the match he was like really careful about his bumps and then also too he kept, you know, holding his neck. And I noticed that about the neck, but I you know, yeah.
3: now that I mean now they
1: read that. I'm like, oh. So Speedy recovery to you, Mr. Jackson. Um, yeah. But I have some theories about some other things, so I'm going to save that parking lot. Put that away. Yeah. One of our favorite—this con- uh, is another piece of news. One of our favorite things to talk about, and we know nothing about them, is contracts. Yep, yep. So apparently, Billy Gunn was very open about his contract that he has two, not just one, but two. So he's yeah, because he does backstage stuff, right? He's a coach. Yeah, he started out as head trainer. And um, because when his sons uh, came to AEW and they actually got signed, then he was, Tony totally pushed him more as a as a character out there. But he still kind of coaches and mentors people. Um, what was interesting, he says, well, you know, you know I kind of get it because independent contractors. So they are independent contractors still. Yeah. So oh, that yeah. signing bullshit—I don't know what that's about, unless some no, they definitely signed. That was weird. now he said that his other contract, the one for all his backstage stuff, because he does four different roles, that's a separate contract.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All on one check, but a separate contract. I don't know how I feel mm-hmm. on that. Is not, nah, dude, don't mix the pay because yeah, if you mix the pay, that seems like a problem. Yeah, and the wrestling part is you're an independent contractor. That that does make that does not make any sense. But we don't know about contracts because there would have it. to be
2: different tax. There'd be different tax information you'd put on each of them. If you're an employee, for yeah. one, and the independent no. contractors aren't taxed the same way at all. So if they're getting bundled up on one check, that's a big issue.
1: You know what?
2: That's why you they pay their fucking. Watch it. That's why they got to pay can't. for those uh, CPOs or whatever. The the they all have their own personal. Accountants and stuff. Like, can you imagine yeah. getting one paycheck and two different tax thing? I, yeah, I would absolutely pay someone to figure oh, that no. out.
1: <laughs> but it's like, how do you take it out? Because there's no the taxes aren't the taxes. It's being taxed on both.
3: But and it would have to be taxed contractor,
1: different. Yeah. Yeah, they, you pay the tax yourself. But see, now that just makes me wonder. I mean, I don't know anything about accounting. Okay, yeah, I'm Asian. I don't do math, so I don't know about accounting. But my thought process is, I think Tony Khan might be doing something funky. I don't know. Why? Because that doesn't sound right with like taxing and things like that. Yeah. And because it seems like it's not benefiting the person who's making the money because it's, it's really not. Yeah. I'm like, why should they, if you're taxing someone who's an independent contractor, if you're taxing them. You're telling the government that they work for you. So the same, Just same. Because
3: mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. I'm sure like the Bucks and all the EVPs had two contracts too. I'm just assuming this, don't know. But I'm assuming one for their EVPness ness and the other for wrestling. So don't know. Very interesting because we've always talked about that. I think we talked about it on episode one, if I'm not mistaken. We've talked about it before. Yep, yep. So yeah. We have. Okay. This one is interesting to me because again, happy birthday, killer cross. Um it says that he and Scarlet are not going back to impact, which is very interesting. Mm. Um Now, he says, respectfully, neither of us will be returning for the record. Many of our friends work there. We're very happy for the success they're finding. We've had many people in our corner for years that still work for the company. We have never been on the record to say anything derogatory or negative about any company that we've ever worked for. That's beneath us. Mm -hmm. Um, He continued to say, there are a lot of people involved, companies per se. And when you have a problem with one or two or three people, it's not necessarily a systemic issue we're -hmm. happy for everybody's success and we don't live in that place anymore we're always moving forward we'll leave it behind us and that's really all i have to say about it Hmm. it makes me wonder i mean i don't watch really watch impact but um it's true a lot of those indie guys it's like i like to call impact the island of misfit indie toys yeah because you've got the people like rich swan you've got a lot of those guys that were in the E that came back, and then you have guys that will never get in the E, like a Sammy Callahan, Mm -hmm. um, Jake Crist, um, those kinds of people, and so um, it's a really interesting mishmash of people, so I hope that, you see, I think, I think, and I've always thought this, that he needs a really big platform, and I really think that, obviously, we've talked about it, WWE dropped the ball, so I don't know. He needs that big platform, but the bad part of it now is that kind of like his kind of how he developed the character. Um, that's like House of Black now. Yeah. Now it would be cool if he kind of you know if they ended up in House of Black, but I doubt it. So we'll see what happens. But that's his love, so I don't know.
2: Yeah, it really puts it in a weird spot because. Maybe MLW, yeah. I wonder if we just see him do a lot more acting stuff. I know last I heard from him, he was filming a movie. You know, yeah. so I wonder if that's he just what... It. Yeah, I wonder if him and her are just yeah. doing a lot more stuff that's a lot less wrestling and just doing, like, fun indie mm-hmm. places that they want to do and that maybe they just don't want a big contract anymore. Maybe they're into spot shows for that the next be. little while. Huh. Yeah, that
1: could it's interesting. be... interesting. Yeah, so it's very interesting. But whatever he ends up doing... You know, um, he is one hell of a performer, I will say yeah, that. he's awesome. And she's really awesome, too. They're both really awesome people, if you've ever gotten to meet them. And um, I'm hoping that we will definitely see more of him, you mm-hmm. know. But, I mean, the only other place they could go would be under Tony Khan's umbrella. I
3: don't Ring think that's even,
2: I think, that that, I think if that's what they were going to do, they would have already done it. I really don't think that Tony Khan waits on stuff. He's not patient. You know what I mean? He's not waiting for the right time. no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If something's available and he wants it, he gets it. And if he didn't want it, then he leaves it alone for seemingly forever. Like, I don't see him changing his mind on anybody either. You don't see anybody show up on the indies for a long period of time and suddenly get signed. No. No.
1: You know what I mean? mean, That you're not going to see. Yeah, no. No. But also, I think... With Tony, you know, that whole Ring of Honor thing. I mean,
2: I mean, that could turn into something. But
1: But I have to look at Jay Liesel and was like, you're the first motherfucker to jump off that shit. Mm -hmm. They let you go. No strings attached. And look where you are again. You're in Ring of Honor again. Yep. What a sucker. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Tony Khan had no... It's like is that why you signed him back then? It's because you knew you were going to buy the footage and you knew you had to do something. Uh,
2: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, any other news?
1: Um, that's it. Unless we, there's anything else. It's kind of a light week in news. It was just more of, I think the, just the normal hubbub of things. Um, I was waiting yeah. for uh, Sean Ross Sapp to make up something again or pull something from one of our Episode 1 archives.
3: Mm, be.
1: But I didn't see that this week. But Well, there was one thing that came time. out
2: was supposedly Raw is going to go to TVP, TV, TV14 instead of being TV PG. Raw, apparently, coming up hmm. is going to go TV14. So everyone's like, PG era is over. I don't know if it means a whole lot. But, I mean, I don't understand contracts. I think
1: it's just... Have the label. Just a label? Now that's where AEW needs to put theirs on there because I think they say shit and fuck and bitch and all these other things more so than WWE does.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. I think and even then WWE uses the, the curse words from time to time. So I don't know that it changes a lot. Uh mm-hmm. producers but trying but to yell like- something at me.
3: Well it could be extra protection in case they cross those barriers where it's like a buffer.
2: Oh, just a buffer for uh, habit stance? Maybe. I wonder if part of it is their intention. I mean, although they've been, for a long time, they haven't liked anyone blading, you know? But they haven't been completely against people getting busted open very sparingly. You know what I mean? Like when Brock busted open Randy, Randy Orton, it was seemingly on purpose. When Brock busted open Roman, it was seemingly on purpose, but it was not done with a razor blade, right? I wonder if part of it is them getting ready for this last man standing match with uh Brock and Roman. I wonder if uh someone's going to get busted open and they want to be able to replay some of that, some of those clips, some of those photos. You know, I wonder if it's just them trying to create a, a realm where they can do that. Not that they want people cutting themselves every single week on TV, but I wonder if it's just hey, like, Mox. hey, this this one's going to be violent. Yeah. Hey, Mox. Cody for a while there. Uh yeah. Taekwondo says T V fourteen don't really mean anything if booking doesn't improve. Yeah, I mean if you don't like the show anyways, you're not gonna like it now. And I'll be honest with you, we've talked about it a bunch. I even watching I watched Rampage and Dynamite today, and I did not like most of those shows. It's childish and stupid and petulant. So much of it is parody that it's like this isn't enjoyable. No, they're not even trying to be serious to themselves, you know? Like they don't want me to, to buy in, right? I like uh, like uh, Bishop used to say, I can't buy what you're not what you're not selling. You know, like you have to sell it like you mean it, right? If you don't like the show now, them saying bitch or shit sometimes doesn't make you like it. And I know a lot of people mm-hmm. think the AEW is adult because they curse more and cut themselves on TV so obviously and bleed all the time. Those two factors alone do not make it an adult show. It just means that children aren't allowed to watch doesn't mean it's geared towards adults. You know what I mean? You still, if you're still saying the same dumb stuff and still behaving like children and you think, I mean, Miz is, Miz and AJ's whole storyline right now is about how small bit Mrs. Balls are. That's a, not, a, it's not geared towards children, but it's also not really geared towards adults. It's that fucking adolescent group that loves balls jokes. You know what I mean? Like,
1: a lot it's of these not men did balls jokes. Okay. Yes. And I had this conversation with another person with Russ, and I said, "balls." You know, like he, sometimes you can even just say that, uh-huh. and um, people just like snicker. I can tell you one yeah. person that if you say like balls, he always is like, <laughs> even when it's not anywhere near the context yes. of what it what it is. Yes. Yeah. And Taekwon says it say best. Be it's un- edgy
2: teen humor. humor. It is. It's edgy teen humor. Peeves and Butthead is not an adult cartoon. It's just not for children. Like, there's a difference. It's for... Actually, it is for children. It's for teenagers who are towing that line of what's appropriate and inappropriate in their minds, right? It's hysterical. That's not to say that you don't ever or always grow out of or don't. Like, Louis C.K. said famously, one of my favorite quotes of his was, you don't have to be smart to laugh at a fart, but you have to be stupid not to. Like, He's like, it's ridiculous. It's a silly thing, right? And I get all that, but it's just weird to me because, like, Take One says, TV14 doesn't mean anything if you don't like the booking. He says the booking doesn't improve, but even that's subject, right? That's personal object. uh... Objectification. Yeah. Well, I was going to say objectification. That feels like a whole totally different conversation. But it's an objective concept, right? If you don't like what it is, them suddenly saying shit doesn't make you go, oh, I like this storyline now. You know what I mean? Because if that were true, you would love WWE right now because AJ and Miz are going on about his balls. So much that they made a t-shirt about Miz having big balls. Like, there's a t-shirt. You can go to their site right now. You can go to the WWE shop and find more shirts that actually have curse words on it than you can on the AEW site. There's several. There's a Vince McMahon shirt that says asshole. There's a Vince McMahon shirt that says shit on it. There's a shirt there with the Miz that says I have massive balls. Like... They're, it's not that they're not doing those edgy teen humor things. It's that you don't like the rest of the booking and that's fine. But the TV 14 thing's not going to do the trick if you don't like it already. On the flip side, them saying bitch on AEW Dynamite all the time doesn't make me suddenly think the booking's great. It just means they're saying bitch now too. You know what I mean? Like it's such a weird thing that people think that ratings is the conversation when it's not. It's the story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, you know, I mean.
2: I like adult humor is, it, only.
1: It I knew that was coming out.
2: What? What do you, what I say?
1: <laughs> no, it's not what you said. I knew that it's was It's not what I said.
2: I think I shocked joke. Amanda with how long I was able to hold off on using a fart gun during that conversation.
1: I know. I, I'm like, wow. You're an adult.
2: You're not going to use it, but no. <laughs> it <laughs> oh wow! He said it. Uh, said, "Despicable Me fart gun." Maybe it is Despicable Me. I thought it was Rick and Morty or something. Oh. Says Universal know. Studios. He's probably right. We didn't. We got it at a thrift store, dude. We didn't know what it was, but we knew it was magic when we saw it. So I appreciate you filling me in. On
1: the
2: just wow, really I like that call called it magic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's just, I mean, that's all to a... say that, like, I still laugh when I watch Beavis and Butthead things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't sit there and watch this and go, now this is great adult humor. You go, no, this is stupid. It might make me giggle, but it's mm-hmm. dumb. And I know that. So but, I find but... it so irritating when people go, well, AEW's for adults and WWE for children. I'm like, no. No, that's not what you're watching. You're comparing right. Beavis and ButtHead to basically—I mean, I wouldn't say South Park—but you're talking about two things that are completely.
1: Are Ren and Stampy.
2: I mean, WWE is like way more family, family-friendly. Like it's like Shrek or Toy Story. It's like the kind of thing. It's like a Moana to a degree where it's like you can watch it with your kids and enjoy it. It's just not excluding groups. Like you're not going to watch Beavis and ButtHead with your six-year-old. You will watch. WWE with your six-year-old, it's just for everyone. Whereas AEW is exclusive in who they want, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Beavis a butthead's very, very successful franchise, targeting a very specific, like Taekwon says, highbrow comedy. It's just so I just find it so irritating. When people that's that's their conversation, that's their argument. This is for adults. This is for children. No, this is for families, and this is for people who want. Edgy teen humor. There's a difference.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's nothing wrong with either target audience.
3: That's
2: Besides, the other thing.
1: Adult humor is kind of boring. It's true. Like I you know, like Monty Python, okay, that's adult humor when I think of that. And I'm like yeah. the time, I'm like, I don't
2: get it. Monty Python is exactly know. adult humor. Frasier. Adult humor. Yeah. Like it really is ones for a... Seinfeld, yeah. It's for a higher age group, people where you have Mm -hmm. to be so old to understand it. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: It, it, You're talking fart jokes of Frasier, you know what I mean? Like, hey, Mm -hmm. uh, producer lady, was there ever a Frasier episode that was uh, centered around farts? Farts. No farts. Probably I never got that much into it.
1: Maybe on Cheers they did.
2: Cheers, maybe. Uh, Taekwond says, always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. You're talking about Always Sunny in Philadelphia or Frazier, like.
1: But one adult humor one that I really enjoyed. Have you seen Black Dynamite? No. Okay, I, I don't I know it's on one of the streaming things, but it's the okay. he was the same right, uh, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, he wasn't the same right. No, Black Dynamite. It's like it was a kind of like a parody of the old you know the '70s black black exploitation, like
2: exploitation. oh yeah, yeah yeah i'm
0: seeing yeah. it
1: yeah i haven't it seen it but that's uh,
0: yeah
1: hilarious like yeah because i liked when i was younger i like i'm gonna get you sucker because that was hilarious
0: that was a me. funny
3: one
1: and that's yeah. what i think is more adult humor okay yeah. i'm laughing at the guy walking with like seven inch platforms with fish in it mm-hmm. tell me that's not funny i think it's funny that's true. Yeah,
2: that's true. Mm-hmm. But that's what I mean. Like when I hear people, and that's their that's their, but they're holding on to, WWE's mm-hmm. for children and AEW's for adults. I'm just like, you're clearly not paying any attention to any of it, and that's the problem. Is you've created this huge, this this what you think needs to be this budding of heads, where realistically, mm-hmm. it's also not hard to like both because, like I said, there's a family friendly and a not family friendly. There's still age groups that mm-hmm. will like both. You know what I mean? Like it's so oh, yeah. weird. People, are, I don't get why they have to create when there isn't one. This crazy divide, you know?
3: No, no.
2: But no. Anyways, I digress. I apologize. Yeah, I'm just shaking my head. I don't think yeah.
3: there's
1: any more news.
2: Um. Yeah, I don't think there's any more news either. Um, I thought Shakes was going to be here by now. I was buying him some time because twenty five minutes ago he said he was setting up his computer. So I don't know if that means he's building it. Apparently. Uh, but we could get into the shows because I'm not sure what he saw or what he didn't, but I know he doesn't typically catch NXT. So uh, we could talk some NXT real quick off the top. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, what are they calling him? Veni Vidi Vici? Gio...
1: Giovanni. Not Giovanni. Giovanni. It is Giovanni.
2: Yeah. Giovanni Vinci against Apollo Crews. Okay. here's the deal like when i look at the card because we don't talk about everyone we had that match we had uh jd uh mcdonough coming out and facing off with uh cameron grimes and a little bit of a war of words there uh carmella hayes is the a champ that's all i gotta say taekwon says and justin time says cheers from both of us at the in time wrestling podcast uh it means they probably either just finished or just getting started to record theirs uh tiffany stratton had a cool little spot roddick strong and damon kemp are gonna be having a match it seems but like was it caden against tatum these like these matches were good senga versus duke hudson was actually a good match yeah i'm still finding a little bit of a loss it does feel like a little bit of a weird collection like solo sokoa versus von wagner Mm -hmm. i didn't think i was going to be into that at all but the match was solid you know Mm -hmm. like
1: 'Cause it's solo Socolo.
2: Yeah,
3: solo Sokolo. And good. I mean I
1: can't I can't think of any match of his that I've seen now that I haven't liked.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I can't I, I can't go back and tell you like, oh I didn't like you know.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. hmm Uh Indian Lash wasn't bad at all. hmm The Tony D'Angelo tag match was actually good.
3: Mm-hmm. And then you had
2: the main event, which I think was the was the big topic to be honest, but it was good and it seemed solid mm-hmm. throughout, but nothing really got over the top goofy and horrible to me.
3: No. Nothing
2: made me cringe, which I've said no. here a number of times, there's a number of NXT things that it does. What do you think we're doing with Cameron Grimes?
1: Well, I think we're getting somewhere first, with him. I thought maybe he was injured. I think so. I think so. Either we're gonna get this lovable loser. Mm. I'm I'm pretty I'm hoping that he's not, you know not laying down for, for uh McDonough. Oh god. Mm. I hope not. And it just seems like, yeah, you know, I didn't win the North American title. Didn't win, you know, the NXT championship. But I think that with him is like, I'm in the best shape of my life, and it's like, Yeah, you are. Mm. But I yeah. think he's probably gonna have to have an overhaul. Like, Max, do free. Look, I did it. Yep, don't and like it, free. but I did it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't want I to,
1: um, you know. But I think that with Cameron Grimes, I mean, he, he's another one that's ready, but I think. I was thinking that they would have, you know, Carmelo go up. You know? Maybe tripped behind for a little bit. I think maybe
2: that's where my confusion is. Because I watch it and I go, this was a good match. This was, you know, know, some matches better Mm -hmm. than others. I think my confusion lies is that we're in a really... Probably by design, we're in a spot where it's like... It feels like well over half the roster has no business being in developmental. And then you watch, Mm -hmm. like, Raw and SmackDown... Mm-hmm. And you see what they're doing with Champa, and you go, well, maybe developmental is not so bad right now, like,
3: yeah,
2: you know. And then, but you also watch like the women's division, and you go, it could definitely use like seven or eight more women up here to to mm-hmm. get this to get this feeling a little more fresh. Like, you see what they're doing with Max Dupree, and you go, yeah, maybe Solo's okay for a minute where he's at. You know what I mean? Like, it's like this weird. Raquel Gonzalez, Rodriguez. Raquel Rodriguez you're watching and you're going like, I don't know, Shotzi, Aaliyah. And you're like, these all came up with like a lot of heat behind them and you're kind of going like, okay. It's not that they're doing bad, but they're not lighting the world on fire. And so you see some of these people in NXT now and so much of it's been like, oh, it's really cool to see these people get their footing and learn and grow. And it's not that any of them are stagnating, but a lot of them are very developed where they, you don't see what they're doing here, but maybe helping the next crew. And it just mm-hmm. feels like there's enough lacking on the main roster that could be filled with some of these. But then you mm-hmm. see Apollo Cruz come back and you go, yep, this gave Apollo Cruz more life. So then you're like, I don't know how to shuffle the deck. Right? Like, apparently they don't either, which I yeah. feel, you know, is fine. But like, I think that's the weirdest part of watching it is you see ones, you see Roxanne and Cora and you, go, I know they just got there, but they could hang. But then you go, maybe it's best that they don't right now. Like, I don't know. Are you getting the Look same feeling when you're Stark.
1: watching it? Yeah, I do. I do get that feeling. Zoe Stark, when she comes back, it's going to be a, oh, yeah. I guess I remember you. Yeah. But she was on such a role. I mean, it's almost feels like it's almost been a year since she's been gone.
2: Yeah. She was on a massive yeah. role, came in on mm-hmm. fire, was doing crazy good stuff, yeah. and then, yeah, injured and mm-hmm. gone forever, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Alba Fire. Like? Seems like she's getting footing, yeah. even though she's like super tenured, and it's weird.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think they really know. And Mandy and Toxic Attraction really should be moving on up. That's because I, I feel think like. that would really save the the women's division up there. Just I think, those three women.
2: I think they have the best bet. I think because of Mandy, I think they have the biggest shot at making a big splash and keeping the momentum going Mm -hmm. because I think Mandy would keep them from being too nervous because I think this was the thing that we saw with a lot of them when they first came up they had what appeared to be those finally made it to the big show jitters and you go ah shit you know
1: Mm
2: -hmm. maybe that's what makes NXT 2.0 so good is it gives them a big show lights and glitters feeling that hopefully they don't have that when they go up Mm -hmm. yeah I don't
1: know even then um I will say this. I just haven't thought about Cameron Grimes, which would mm-hmm. be interesting now. He's in the best shape of his life.
2: Yeah.
1: If he comes, one of those models.
2: I think Cameron Grimes and the Maxim male models would be great. Mm-hmm. Call him Cameroon.
1: That could be pretty good. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm liking that. I'm kind of liking that idea. What would have made the Tiffany Stratton little promo better? Is if the nail tech was Asian and it was Wendy somehow, that would have been amazing. But
2: <laughs> somehow Wendy, so shitty. That would
1: have been that great. Would, that would
2: seriously. not have gone over well. That would never have gone over well.
1: Maybe become an Asian, but you know, then again, I was like, oh, wow. Jim Ross isn't commentating for Bit indoor. Wow. I don't have to hear Oriental 25 times and get triggered then all yeah. of a
3: sudden,
1: oh, he's here. Here he comes. He can't uh,
2: pronounce anybody's name. Taekwon says, never go full ricochet is my warning for NXT call-ups. Yeah, and then he's start and stop. Mm-hmm. It's
1: just tough because, like,
2: he, I feel like right when 2.0 was first happening, it felt, like, exciting to watch people who you're, like, oh, in a year, two years, five years. Like, you're almost kind of, like, placing your bets on how long it's going to take these, these people to, to click. At this point, it just feels like such a, like... I don't know anymore. It just all feels like a stutter. You know, as much as I think the show is good and the matches are fantastic. Most of the time, there's also a lot of it where you just, it's getting hard to be invested in them because you just, you, you used to be able to call when someone was getting called up. You'd be like, Oh, you know They're going to finally lose the title here and they're going to show up in the main roster. It's going to be great. You're going to see this great momentum. Okay. Now you're like, Oh, they're going to lose the title and they're going to get called up. And then they don't, they lose the title and they stay around for six or seven months. And then they let their contracts lapse. And then they sign like a month later and then they show up, uh, I mean, and then they go away. Like, it's like, it just feels like that no one quite has their finger on what's going on. And I think it comes across with our ability at this point to invest too much in too many. So I feel like that I I invest more with the ones who just show up, like the Tiffany's Roxanne's Cora's, like, it's easy to get super invested in them solo, but then Mm -hmm. like they get too good too fast and you go, well, now what, now what am I waiting for? You know?
1: yeah well you know another thing too i just i had this random thought cameron grimes again one of the things i thought before um mcdonough came out was kind of the way his promo was going it could have been a really interesting program with him and joe gacy yeah i would not be mad about that at all and then somehow we would know who these druid dudes are which yeah. I really still think, and I'm going to die on this hill, it's Grizzled Young Vets. It has to be.
2: I think it's got to be, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's no, there's just no way. They've been beyond radio silence because they would have been on, you know, been on an indie or, you know, over in Germany or something. They would have, or Warrior Wrestling. Let's go there. Um, but yeah, I,
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird.
1: But that would have been a great Another great one because you know he's down on his luck, and you know, oh, you know, getting manipulated by Gacy that would have been great. A great yeah. program. Joe but Gacy's then, another you know one
2: that. that's cooled off. Braun Breaker is getting a little mm-hmm. status quo, you know what I mean? He's coming out and yeah. doing what he does every week, and it's the same thing every week, and it's always good. But you mm-hmm. also go, You're on the top, let's move on. Yeah. yeah, let's move on. Like, I want to see you, I want to see you do this again now on a bigger stage, you know. Joe Gacy's cooled off. He's done like a couple promos in the last three weeks with those Druids, but we're not seeing anything happen with any of it. We saw one match with the yeah. with those Druids. You know, like what's going on? He's one of the most compelling characters yeah. they have right now, and he's not doing anything week to week. And you're like,
1: it's yeah. just
2: weird. Um, Taekwon's got his theory in there. He goes, I think NXT is a we- in a weird spot where it's it's developmental yet also a third brand, so it's kind of having to fill both those roles. And it's probably true is they're probably trying to find their footing and what they're going to be because black and gold was very much the anti developmental developmental and 2.0 really opened up with the all developmental developmental. And he's probably right in saying that they can't neglect that they are on national TV though. And they have to be somewhere in the middle. So yeah, that's probably where we're kind kind of feeling uncomfortable too is, you know?
1: Yeah. But, then you got have guys that were there in the end of that black and gold era, that you know they're put on a pedestal or was put on a pedestal already. W, mm-hmm. and it's barely made a spark.
3: Yeah,
1: Red Dragon—that's a joke now. I mean, honestly, I haven't seen them those two wrestle in a while.
2: Bobby Fish got injured again. I mean,
1: is, who's and then Kyle work? O'Reilly
2: got injured right after that. Oh. Hmm. Like they're both well, injured.
1: Get doing... I don't think Bobby, oh, I don't know. I gotta look. There's so many injuries at AEW, you know. I can't yeah. keep track of who's injured and who's not. But, I mean, look at who's left. Roddy Strong. Do you think that he's doing great with the diamond Mine? No. It's just all about the Creed brothers. You don't need yeah. Roddy, you yeah. know?
2: Yeah. He's in a weird spot. Uh, well, like I said, a lot of the matches I did like, I thought it was a surprisingly good and easy to watch NXT, uh, just because the last couple of weeks I've been kind of watching, kind of going like, I don't know what we're doing here, right. but, uh, uh, ton of potential with Tatum Paxley, great match with Caden Carter. I'm liking the inclusion with Ivy Nile in that. Uh, but ultimately mm-hmm. let's go to, um, the main event really. We got Mandy Rose. So, I mean, it all started with, what, Roxanne getting knocked out in the in the parking lot. Cora Jerry there comforting her, and then they interview person after person. Who do you think it is? Was it you? Who was it? Was it you? You got Vic Joseph on commentary saying it was toxic attraction. Those bitches. You have Wade Barrett sitting there saying there's no way it could have been toxic attraction. They're too toxic and attractive. And then ultimately <laughs> we get to Mandy Rose in the ring saying – Roxanne can't make it, so forget it. We're going to drop it. I'm going to go home. Corey Jade comes out and said, "No, no, no. I'll take her spot." Roxanne comes out limping, taped up and says, uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do it." And you see Corey try to talk her out of it and then say, "Fine, go ahead. We get this match." Not a particularly long match, but I thought it was really good. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of chicanery as it were. But ultimately, Mm -hmm. we get towards the end. Roxanne's getting back in the ring after Cora Jade's trying to force her in. Hits Roxanne in the back of the head with the tag team titles. Costs Roxanne the match. Roxanne laid out. Cora rolls in, grabs her skateboard, which snaps in half on the first swing before it even touches her. Which is so unfortunate. And what made it even worse is you could hear the wood crack. So you know that they like did their best to keep it together but it was like it's not going to take a lot to break and she swung so hard that the wind resistance just ripped it in half and you're like oof. But then she did a good job with the recovery I thought by grabbing one half of it and just whipping the shit out of Roxanne with it while she could to kind of get the focus away from that. Cora Jade stands tall, Roxanne doesn't get the title, Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction walk away. There was a lot happening here. I liked the match. I don't think that the finish was bad. But I definitely feel like Cora and Roxanne have been rushed as a storyline.
3: Yeah.
2: It doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that I thought that the tag team itself had a lot more legs than one week.
1: (laughs) You know? You think? Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of all of this? How come I get a... Well, well, first of all, I'm going to say... How come I get a feeling that I think the Toxic Attraction is going to get the belts back?
2: Now I'm starting to think they're going to go back that way. I thought we were getting to a point where Toxic Attraction yeah. could leave. And now I'm starting to think yeah. that you're right. They might be anchoring it back down mm-hmm. on them.
1: Because honestly, like when I saw, okay, this, this is that match they're having. They're going to put two belts on Roxanne. So, you know, boom, Toxic Attraction goes up as a unit. But obviously not happening, so um, I liked the match. It was very interesting. One thing I will say about uh, Roxanne Perez, and this is what I found really amazing, is she tells a very good story um, with a lot of the way she sells the story. And I'm just like, for someone as young as her to do that, it's incredible. I mean, I can't wait to see what she does, you know, like, even like five years down the line from now. You know? So um I totally that was a total, total, you know, one eighty with Cora thought, Yeah. Didn't didn't expect it. Didn't expect it. Didn't expect that tag team to last just a week. I thought it was gonna yeah. be for a little bit of a long haul.
2: Which might um, be the big swerve on it. Uh real quick, just in time in the chat even says it becomes pretty obvious it was Cora just from the start of the show, being that she was the only one in the parking lot with Roxanne and the officials. Which I felt like really Mm -hmm. came out to like a hindsight thing. I feel like in hindsight it all was very, very obvious. There's that one, there's, right when you see it, you go, it's a little weird. But the idea being that Roxanne's alone in the parking lot and Cora shows up to find her friend there, you know. And then all the little steps along the way, Cora butting her nose into into this, that, and the next. Being the one to come out saying she wants her title shot. You start looking back at all of it and you're like, that slimy bitch, it was her all along. And it all becomes like a lot of foreshadowing.
1: Sneaky bitch.
2: Yeah. Um, also, I did.
1: Ginger. i
3: just uh,
2: yeah. uh, I did. Uh, I sent Justin time a, a link to jump in if he wants to. Just so you know, he might pop in. I don't know. Okay. Um It's our, It's the. It's, it's the open here. door policy of the of the IWC bar. Um, mm-hmm. But
1: all you need's a regular drink or an alcoholic bevvy or something. Yes. Cigar. Cigars oh. help. Yeah. Uh, white chocolate cranberry cookies.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, but yeah, I felt maybe the their big swerve is the fact that the, the team did just get together that that's why you do the breakdown. I also don't know that I agree with the logic of Cora. If Roxanne's able to get the title off of Mandy and she's injured and doesn't see your turn coming, then you can take advantage if Roxanne wins and you can get the title okay. off Roxanne, unless you just flat out think that you're not as good as Roxanne, but think that you're better than Mandy but yeah you know what i mean like and even that doesn't quite work
1: mm-hmm. no that doesn't that doesn't work but it's like i don't know because it feels like almost like are you in cahoots with toxic attraction
2: right i was wondering that you too mean?
1: and then the feeling i get now when i when i thought of that um was well if you're part of the toxic attraction that would be very interesting because you've got someone who's, you know, like it was very evil how she looked. It was very evil. It was cool. It was very mm-hmm. evil. Um Sounds like Dan. Housen. Very nice, but evil that, you know, I was kind of blown away with that. So I think that that might be something that comes into it, but if it does, you heard it here first, people. Mm-hmm. I like Taekwon
2: actually just, he shut us all down. Right now, he just one wow. sentence crushed all of our problems. He goes, "Heels don't be thinking." Sometimes I'm still wondering why Corbin didn't just wait for Cena to beat Gender before cashing in. And you're just like, Shut up. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those simplest answers, often the right, right. He's like, he's like, why would they do this? Why would they just And he goes, "Oh, because heels are just dumb sometimes." And you just go, "Ah, fuck, you're right." Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but women heels though. They're always manipulative and, and whatnot. Yes. And that's why I like toxic attraction. Part of it is because they're not hiding what, you know, what they, sh- what, you know, a female heel is supposed to be, conniving, ditchy, whatever. And I like that because it's up front. Like, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's not something hidden. Core Jade is not hidden, but who knows where they put I hope they do some good with it. Because if not, then it was like, why the fuck
2: did you even do that? Yeah, I mean, and also at the end of the day, when you really boil it down, we're going to get Cora Jade versus Roxanne and a few variations thereof. That's going to be good and it's going to be cool. But at the same time, who knows? Just in time coming through to have a drink with us.
0: What is up, guys?
2: I don't know if your brother's allowed in your room, but
1: I know it's been a while. Right. It's been
0: like, I don't know what, five hours or like 15 hours or something like that. Yeah. Just yesterday.
2: So yeah. We had him on yesterday too. He was just hanging out. So he said, if I could come on through, man, it's a dive bar, right? That's what we do.
0: Impromptu visits yeah. are the best.
2: Dude, it's always the best. <laughs> Whenever Stackhouse flies through, I'll send him a link, and when he wants to pop on, you can pop on. You know?
1: Yeah. So, yeah. I'm waiting for the day you send uh, Thunder Rosa one. <laughs> if she yeah. one. Yeah.
2: Thunder Rosa, you got a link coming through. Yeah,
1: Yeah. seriously. Mm-hmm. I think
2: we got a 70% chance her husband pops on before she does. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, but even if he pops on, too, it's like it's. totally oh, fine.
2: Oh, yeah, he's amazing. Her.
1: Yeah. Mr. Thunder. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Senior Thunder.
1: Senior Thunder. Uh, Watch, now that's going to be a new like, thing for him. He's like, i Thunder. That would be a shirt. <laughs> I don't know why I think like um, the chili pepper with a little light hat and I don't well, know. because you're thinking of Jeff Dunham.
3: His face, Dunham.
1: <laughs> Jose
0: Jalapeno. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, or something—a yeah, burrito. Terrible. I don't know, whatever. A taco, because you Justin. Know, it's just a taco thing.
2: That's Honestique. true. That's true. Honesty. <laughs> uh, Justin, Cora yes. turning on Roxanne. I think there's a lot of positives to this, but to me, it doesn't sit quite right. Like, we are going to get Roxanne and Cora. Mm. That's going to be good.
0: Yes. It
2: does feel like we're getting gold back on Toxic Attraction. It's not the worst thing, but I feel like that it's been time to move them along.
0: Yes. Easily.
2: Because just, they're so I, good.
0: Go ahead. They jumped the gun on this too soon. Honestly, it would have made mm-hmm. more sense giving giving the title to Roxanne and having her have a run with it. And then Cora being jealous about it. Cause her just being yeah. jealous about how just makes no sense.
1: She's
2: literally jealous that Roxanne won a tournament. You know what I mean,
0: but I guess like what it weird. is. Cora's all like, I haven't beaten toxic attraction, but then she's with her best friend and she finally beats toxic attraction. So the whole thing just feels so off.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that out well.
2: And then that prop falling into pieces, so funny. I'll
3: give you it can work
2: um,
0: for improvising with it though. That's for sure. Yes. But,
2: she covered it up gosh. the best way you could. And I, when I first watched the clip, I didn't have the sound on, and I was like, "Oof, that is bad, bad." But then when I watched it with the sound on, and you could hear the wood crack, I was all like, "Oh, she put all her force into it, and that's why." she was in it and I was like how cool like she could have probably broke a real skateboard on her back
0: <laughs> I, had to, I felt I had to, doubly I bad so disappointed, disappointed and I heard the, the thing snap and I look up quick and I'm like did she just swing that thing and it yeah. broke and my brother goes yeah and it broke before it hit her I'm like oh no
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah guys. props departments you know epic failures Still, not the same as the sparkler incident.
0: Yeah. How much does it make it look? How much does it make it look awkward now, though, that she did that? But she had that whole interaction with Darby.
1: That's funny. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm.
1: His at least is a real skateboard.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, did she ride in on it? No, she didn't. She was just carrying it. She hasn't okay. been riding in on
0: it lately at all anymore. She just carries it out now. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah. But
1: maybe she broke her skateboard when she hit or in the parking lot. Who knows? That's <laughs> true.
2: It weakened up from the first blow. That's what it was. I hope they say mm-hmm. that next week. You're lucky I hit you so hard in the parking lot without skateboarder, parking it would have hit you again in the ring. <laughs>
1: That'd be great.
2: Weakened it and up on your happened? stupid skull.
1: Just play into it. And a if that bit. happened, yeah. Yeah. and if that happened, where's our royalty
0: check yeah you heard it as, as much as i'm not into it right now like boy oh boy just play into it for some kind of laughter
2: yeah yep. Yeah. uh but yeah i mean uh, uh, yeah i agree something about it doesn't sit right and i think it feels super rushed but if i pull back a little bit a core jade roxanne program is going to be amazing and a story like we won't look back on it in a year and be all like how terrible did it go this way? We're all just going to be like, it would have been nice to see a longer run on it is all I think. But a lot of positives to it. I just think that – I was like, really? Already? And as tag champions? Yeah, I hope just- they do a thing where they, they don't get along, but they keep keep retaining the tag titles. Like not not rock and sock style where they just – kind of don't like each other, or Steve Austin do love, where they don't like each other, but they're willing to work together in the ring. Like, these are, like, actual enemies who are tied together by tag titles. But neither one doesn't Mm want to hold gold. You know what I mean? Sort of like how, um, the the bar was for a little bit. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't see them holding it. I think they're gonna end up stripping them of the titles. Which is just this whole thing just disappoints me so much it just it, it, they jumped the gun on the turn they just they, they fucked it up already and it's just now you gotta find some way to recover it, from it and I don't know how they're gonna do it really
2: I'll tell you Corey and Roxanne feels more important than, than Mandy and whoever's next You know what I mean? Like, the fact that they didn't let the the gold get into the middle of it, I think, is a miss.
0: It's like, the 20-woman battle royal they have next week.
2: Oh, my God. What were you saying, Amanda?
1: Um, I think the way to do it, really, honestly, is doing the angle that she's actually now in cahoots with toxic attraction. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if they wrestle them again, I can totally see, like, Cora just you know, laying down, you know. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, Roxanne doesn't have another, doesn't have a belt. And Mm. then she won't have a belt, but then somehow I see in a weird way that maybe she does get a belt. Maybe she gets Mandy's belt. Who knows?
2: Who knows? I don't know. Did they announce a battle royal for number one contender?
0: For Mandy, yeah, next week.
2: Man, they're doing some Tony Khan booking there, huh? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm. Although it's pretty obvious who's winning that, too. Was it Nikita? Yeah, probably.
2: Yeah. (coughs) I could see Nikita being a good world champ. But I don't feel it. I don't.
0: Hmm? I like her because I I don't see her like everybody else does. Everybody else just sees her for two favorite assets. But that's like. I think she's great. I think she's really good. Mm-hmm. I can see her okay. being a champion.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just... It doesn't yeah. feel like it's too soon for her, too, though.
2: Yeah, and I still yeah. think that Roxanne feels more <laughs> important than Nikita, even if she was champion.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm. Uh,
0: that's why. That's why if it ended up being Nikita being the one... Taking out Roxanne, it would have made sense because you know she took my mm. place. She she took my position. That's she true, took what but... I was supposed to have. Like no. that's true. It's just it's it's just weird. The, like I said, the whole situation just is, it's it's right now.
2: It's a little weird. Mm-hmm. And the unfortunate yeah. bit that. is oh, all the I, names I buy... we've been mentioning are all killing it on all the things that they're doing. So mm-hmm. it sucks when you see it, and it clearly comes down to like. Like you said, a kind of a foobar, muddy kind of booking because all these women are doing fantastic work. Yeah. And yet somehow it doesn't feel like it's clicking and you feel like that they're raising their stocks on everything they do and somehow it's still not clicking for some other reason. And I'm not one to constantly say, Not not the fault no fault of the talent, all creative like that's a constant thing here in podcasts. No fault of the talent. It's all creative on this one. I feel like you say that too much. You know what I mean? Like, there's a certain point where you go, or the talent didn't get it over. You know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes the, the blame does fall on the talent. I think people are too afraid to say it because they don't want to be jerks. And I agree with that. You shouldn't be a jerk. And there's definitely a way to say it. But this is definitely one of those facts. One of those, yeah, right?
3: <laughs> but this is definitely one of those
2: times where, um, where you look at it and you go, this person's great. This person's phenomenal. This person's doing great mic work. This person's improving every time. This person feels super important. These characters feel super dynamic. And you go, so why isn't it mashing? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um. Amanda, anything else on uh, on that or
3: NXT?
1: No, I'm I'm really curious to kind of see you know what's going to become of Cameron Grimes. Yeah after this it's like where do you go yeah you go to yeah. the moon or you know or not
0: the scary thing is I think he's going to the 24-7 freaking scene
1: oh, yeah, I could see that Mm-hmm. it's, just sad. Yeah. Except... it's totally yeah, sad I see, because but, I mean he's been um, like doing some of the best wrestling I've seen him do earlier. in like years they are and it, yeah
0: people to watch. The I, think him, I think him and J.D. McDonough is going to be outstanding. I can't wait to watch that match. Uh, it's
1: not yeah, that'll be interesting. It's just the um, oh. But again, I, don't I th- think know. the best angle know. to really go with Cameron Grant right would be the Joe Gacy way. That's like new. Because then you get uh. Joe Gacy back involved and not kind of out in the ether of what the hell are you doing? You're just doing a promo with two creepy dudes yeah. in robes. Yeah. Well,
0: Grizzled.
2: It's got to be them, right, <laughs> Justin?
0: It's the only ones that make sense. I could not see it. Like, I thought at first, because of their tag team move they were doing, I thought it was Oni Larkin and Danny Burch because that's their move. So I thought it was them. No. But I'm like, but that would mean they'd have to come back, which yeah. I don't see that happening. So I was like, but grizzled young veterans just make sense, you know? They left to go find themselves now, here you go, they're with Joe Gacy. It's a weird pairing to me, because I just don't see them and Joe Gacy and go, yeah, that makes a really good faction. Like, right there, you know, the guy who walks around going, you should listen to my words. And two guys that are just like, we're just going to beat the snot out of you, because, sure.
2: Yeah. That's true. But, at the same time, the Grizzled Young Veteran's cut promo after promo after promo that meant nothing more and more the more they said it the consistent Mm -hmm. soon to be thing and then constantly losing the matches not quite getting there for like two years so it really wouldn't be the biggest stretch of the imagination that they could go through some sort of existential crisis of who are we even we never we, we always thought we were there and never made it and then you could have a Joe Gacy being like oh let me help you find your best self you know
1: Help you find I think yourself. it would work. It would work better in that aspect if MSK were still together, because MSK yeah. kind of came and fucked their world. So, yeah. Shout out was I
0: thought was, I thought at one point NXT was getting Trey, because like when they did the whole Wesley losing his mind about missing a phone call, I was like, the hell is he? Flipping out and throwing his phone for, him. I'm like, wait a minute, does that mean something? Like, because that means it's got to be something big. Because why in the world would he be pissed off about just missing this random phone call? So I thought we were bringing in Trey. I thought Trey, like, his contract ran up in Impact, and they scooped him up. I was like, but uh-huh. for Wesley, like, my God, just I want more Wesley. Damn it, come on NXT.
1: I yeah, know. and he's I been know. killing it. It's like, don't, don't. Yeah, it's like don't waste Wesley. You come on now. Mm-hmm.
0: If, if he's one of those people that it just doesn't feel like they need to stay in NXT, put him up there and put him with he's the He's gonna
1: share. go. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me that tag. Team. Or if not, just let him go. Yeah, let him go. Yeah, sadly. Yeah.
2: Uh, anything? Uh, eight. So let's go AEW. I watched Rampage, and I. I got nothing nice to say about it, so. I I if you guys...
1: Neither do I.
2: I just I just
0: don't watch it. I just can't. It's like, at this point, if you want, they want it to feel like a third hour of Dynamite, but it half the time comes off as like a dark, dark elevation show. So at this point, just I don't know. I still say we'll cut Rampage. I still say cut Rampage. Make Dynamite three hours. Put the ROH show on the Friday slot. And
3: there
2: you go. Yeah. Yeah. You really? could even just drop Rampage oh. and make it ROH and not even explain. You don't have to go three hours Dynamite. There's nothing that no. happens on Rampage yeah. that not only is anyone paying attention to, but that has quality of it up that that feels superior to YouTube. Like, just put Rampage on YouTube and put ROH in Rampage a spot. Be done.
3: Yeah.
2: You only have to add an extra mm-hmm. hour of Dynamite. I definitely no, don't want...
0: A... I don't get why they have Dark and Dark Elevation, two shows that are the same thing. Just put them together as one, call it Rampage, and just put it on YouTube.
2: Yeah. I also don't want a third hour of Dynamite if it if it's a uh, our Rampage. If you tack Rampage onto the end of Dynamite and say it's the third hour, I'd still say cut that hour. Like, They're not putting the effort into Rampage.
1: You just don't want to hear... You don't want to hear Excalibur for three hours unless it's a bull block. I cannot handle
0: that. I would just that. rather, like I said, I'd just rather than put the ROH show on TV. Not on an, eight, not on a streaming service only thing. Put it on freaking TV.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I could see people it. being into that. Uh, mm-hmm. So as we pivot into Dynamite, I do, I have a question with you guys about Jade Cargill. Because she had a thing here. Thought she had a thing on dynamite, but to be honest, I don't remember. She
1: did. Yeah, Cut she the did. shit, Tony. He came very early. It's her that favorite
0: freaking thing. Every time she's with him, my god. It's
1: her only thing. Cut the shit, Tony. I'm Am bored. I the only one who just thinks
2: it's it's just so stupid?
0: It's just it's just so she can say a curse word on TV, so everyone can go, "Oh, look, yeah. she said a curse word." She's edgy
2: it doesn't feel like anything but that every time she would cut the shit tony and tony just goes this is and my guest jade cargill cut the shit and you're like are you trying desperately to say shit and that you think it feels like so hard it feels like fetch like it's the stupidest fucking catchphrase in the whole tv show and i think jade cargill's too big a personality to be weighing her down with stupid shit you know what i mean she's your fucking champion she's thousand percent charisma with someone who's all charisma and still figuring it out in the ring and it shows every time she's in the ring because you don't know how to protect her in the ring so we're seeing her do poorly but get better as she goes just don't weigh her down on the mic with stupid fucking lines like that you know what i mean it pulls me out of what little i have there to go off of the talking shit to Go ahead. The bad thing
0: with Jade, she's she's not that good, but you get, like, she's got the baddies with her, and, like, they're not really that good, really, either. Yeah. So it's like, they're not, if they were better, it would take the focus, like, the, the, the criticism off Jade, but they're not doing that. They're pretty much just getting the criticism on them but it still stays on Jade at the same time because it doesn't take it away from and that's what sucks. It's just like, it doesn't
3: work.
2: I find every interview segment with Jade and the baddies to be absolutely unwatchable and it, it Mm -hmm. sours whatever match I'm going to get with her before I get there. And the thing is, is the matches are already struggling. I think she's doing better, and I think she's a massive personality, and I don't think that they should strip her of the title or anything, because I think she makes a good champion. I think there's a lot to that character. I think that the baddies and the backstage segments are spoiling what little she has to lean on to be credible. It's taking away her credibility.
0: This one wasn't any better, because now it just Uh doesn't make any sense. The one week she's like, oh, I don't want Layla Gray to help us, but then literally... The week before she's like oh i'm gonna have her help us i'll give her a chance and then this week she's like why are you even here why are you helping me yeah make up your mind is she with you or not like doesn't make any sense
2: yeah and then i just check out i go i just the second she says cut the shit tony i fucking tune mm. out I'm like fucking forget it talking shit to yeah. to, to stokely for no fucking reason like
0: it's like she's trying to get it over like with the dmd thing but it's like it's is cut the shit really gonna get over? No
2: Yeah, it's it's fucking fetch dude. it's trying to make fetch happen and it's weird.
1: Is it isn't going to happen
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> No oh, that, that makes, yeah. That's some of my favorite parts me bro. but anyways, yeah. adult humor.
2: Yeah, I guess. Hey so
3: okay.
1: but here's here's my thing why does the baddies why does it feel like this is tony khan's way of saying hey i have black friends we have diversity and inclusion come to think about
0: i mean you ain't wrong there you're not wrong there
1: no i mean i'm not i'm not saying it to you know whatever cause ripple but i'm like that's what it feels like you know that's
0: what it feels like I don't ever like saying it. I don't want to be that guy and say it half the time, but it's like, it clearly feels that
1: way. Yeah. And now with Stokely there. Oh, it totally does.
0: Yeah.
2: It it feels a lot like that. Or even how all of the Latin stars were put in the same segment over and over again. It it definitely feels like, okay, now we need a spot for, for this, that, and the other. And it's just like, come on. Uh,
1: Not going there with Swerve, Keith Lee, Hobbs
2: and Stars. Yeah. Um, oh, Justin, aren't you a big Orange Cassidy fan? Yes. What did you Orange think Cassidy. of opening the show with Cassidy and Wardlow?
0: I looked forward to the match. Okay. To, to the beginning of it wasn't really my cup of tea, though. Like, I didn't expect <laughs> to get a full, you know, half of the match pretty much just be this goofy like comedy segment before it starts turning into a match. Like I was like, oh come on.
2: Took a long time to get past comedy. This felt like watching a cartoon. This why it just felt like Scooby Doo.
0: Yes. In the beginning of the whole thing. Like it just felt so goofy. Like you, where first have you off, seen the Chuck Taylor reaching under the ring grabbing a chainsaw. Second off, who the hell left the chainsaw under the ring? Like
2: who needs a chainsaw to set up a – I don't So the other thing – like, so have you guys seen any of the Scooby-Doo WWE cartoons where, where they yes. have an adventure?
1: Sadly, yes.
2: That's exactly the same feeling I got watching this. And I was watching this completely mm-hmm. in my mind being like, I don't get how people say this is the one for adults. This is parody cartoonish stuff. I which same thing. You say what? I
0: literally go, the company people say is primarily about wrestling you sure hell as hell are putting on a freaking entertaining like style match here. And I'm like, like, that's, it's so BS here in this whole, it's, we're all about wrestling. Yeah. But you're putting on sports entertainment and yes, I'm the guy who will say the same thing that they're the same fucking thing Pro wrestling and sports entertainment. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like it's just brain, but they were clearly putting on entertainment right there in the beginning.
2: I just, I was getting less and less into it as it went, man. I kept going, like, oh, does Wardlow need this as his first real defense? Like, literally a cartoon? Like, you might as well have had Orange Cassidy running in place while he's being hold- held up by the nape of his neck and going, Aah! Like, it was so fucking cartoony, I couldn't believe it, that I was all like, I don't get it.
1: Where the fuck was Miro? Why did Miro stand up to this challenge? Why is it got to be the damn slacker guy? Because you know? Miro's probably
2: in a church th- threatening God. That's been his whole shtick lately.
1: Probably,
0: and telling him yeah. about his, his hot, hot wife. wife.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. he's probably banging his hot you wife, looking straight up into the sky, him. pointing at God, being like, "You see this? Do you see
1: this?" <laughs> banging hot <up>, wife. Yep. <laughs> I am pretty. Yeah. Yeah. There's your adult humor. Okay. There's your that's for mm-hmm. adults.
2: Yes, that one's for adults. <laughs> yeah.
0: mm-hmm. Fart blaster. <laughs> Cut the shit.
2: Yeah, cut cut the well, shit. See,
1: now, yeah, cut the shit, Marsh. That's gonna be my thing to you when you do that. Ar-
2: you know what? I was surprised. Shit. I really liked on this one. Yeah. Jericho's promo.
1: Oh God, no! I can't. I can't watch him after like hearing you know the "Let's feed my ego" and everyone's sing uh, Yes,
2: no, all the way going into it, sour still... taste in my mouth. It was like watching a fart walk to the ring. I was like, this is not good. But by the end of it, I, when it finally finished, I went, that was a pretty solid piece of business there. That was a pretty solid, pretty solid little yeah. story he told there. Like, I felt like as much as I think this, the match will be shit. <laughs> I felt like that was know, a really nice way to do that. It. Yeah. Yeah. And as yeah. much as I felt like half of what he's saying was pretty bullshitty, it also mm-hmm. I felt like it was delivered really well. Like this was one of those ones where I was like, "Oh shit, it's been a long time since I've heard a Jericho promo that I thought nice." You know, most of the time I go like, "Fucking stop!" No one's buying it. Like this oh, was a I liked this that was one. like
1: me and Cody Rhodes promos. Yeah, like oh,
2: stop. Guys were getting out Same of fucking bullshit. hand there, there for go. a while. Yeah.
0: It's one of those promos just made you want Eddie to beat shit out of him
2: even more. Yes, but and everything surrounding the stipulation of the match lets you know it's going to be some horse shit.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And again, it makes you disappointed you won't just get like a
2: match. A Sorry, go ahead, Amanda, you're right.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah it's yeah. like, Eddie, you're going to make Eddie look like a bitch again. You know what? And if it's one more time, Eddie, fucking just pack it up. You know, you don't need that kind of shit. Sorry it's like they it's like he's a dog and they only neutered one ball
0: let's let's hope this is the night let's yeah. hope that's the night where jericho takes a fire stunt.
2: Ooh, that'd
0: be good
1: let him sit on sprinklers <laughs>
2: i didn't realize I said, this was a fighter fest until the graphics came up and i went
3: oh
1: that's i didn't either and why is Fighter Fest four shows?
3: It's a
0: week it's two weeks, not two shows.
1: It's two weeks of Fire Fest.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not two nights like they used to a, advertise. It's two it's two weeks now. Two
1: weeks.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's It's just funny to me at this point that they rename all of their dynamite. I think it's funny that, that NXT does it as often as they do, but I think Dynamite does it more even.
1: Yeah, because we all know Fun has no creativity.
2: I wonder if they have actually more named dynamites than actual dynamites. You know what I mean, just more themes. Oof,
3: that's a good question, actually.
1: Well, <laughs> well what, there's Fighter Fest, Revolution, um, All Out, Double or Nothing, Beach Party. I love how he's like, "Oh, we're only going to have a few pay per views a year." You got pay per view like on Dynamite. Yes, yeah, but we're getting now to weeks.
2: We're going to copyright a shitload of uh, mm-hmm. of pay per view names though, and use them for our weeklies. Uh, mm-hmm. well, well, I I was in on the Jericho promo. I wasn't I wasn't feeling it at first, and it it hooked me at a certain point, And I thought, okay, that was pretty good. It was because I think it was a lot less Jericho than we get. It was a lot less cartoonish than we normally get. Uh, but outside mm-hmm. of that. What what kind of stuff did uh, were you guys into, uh, Justin?
0: I mean, it was for Jericho. Just
2: for just in general, the show. You don't talk about Jericho necessarily. I'm just letting you know the thing that I liked in this because when I look at the I whole enjoyed, card, I have a I lot. Enjoyed
0: Mox. I enjoyed Mox's match, minus the fucking fact that he had to bleed again. Yeah, like that's the only thing that pulled me out. Why does yep. every Mox match have to have blood? Enough. It's not a fucking blood feud.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was the only thing that like, pulled me, me out of it.
0: Tikeshja. You're literally facing Takeshita. Yeah, You're, he's just—if he yeah. wins, he's—it's pretty much AEW's championship contenders matches. Like, why yeah. is this got to be Mox has got to bleed, Takeshita's got to bleed? Like,
3: mm-hmm. Mox not
0: yeah. bleeding. Like, it's not needed this much.
1: And yeah, yeah, and Tikeshja, so fucking good. I'm sad I didn't get to see him in Speedball. Oh, you
3: know, wow. whatever.
1: I what? the score. That was at uh, West Coast Pro. I am jealous.
0: Like, you, think you, having- can go back,
1: you can go back and watch it for free. I wasn't there, so I was upset. But I told my friend because the day before, he was like, he had a limited run of limited edition shirts. And I have one. Hold on. Let me go get it. Put okay. him on here, I'll go grab it because I know exactly where
0: it is. I know he had the match with Daniel Garcia too, which was yeah. probably great.
2: He's you doing know? awesome. Do you think he stays out here for a while, or do you think he does a, an American run and goes to New Japan?
0: I think he's just going for the the U.S. stuff right now. I don't really know. Like, I would love to see him. Garcia? You know I know he's DDT. I know he was in DDT, but like. Yeah. I, I don't know. What, no, could he, I see him in New Japan? Probably. I think he'd do fantastic in New Japan.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, he's yeah. PWG champ right now, so um, ah. he'll probably That's have a, a long one. reign with that. He so. beat Garcia? Yeah. What? Holy shit. To catch to so? I don't think he did. I thought he
0: lost to Garcia. I don't know. I think he no, lost no, it, to Garcia. Well,
1: uh, did he, yeah, I think, no, 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 Garcia's the champ. Yeah, Tikeshita. I was to say, I think Garcia beat Takeshita though. Yeah, he did. He did. So see, such a cute. Oh, damn it, young bucks. But it's a great little sumo looking wrestler guy. I like and that it shirt. Says, no pain, no gain. And it's very. See now, if there was a, uh, it was a, pro wrestling T-shirt because let me tell you, the quality of this shirt is very nice. Nice. Soft style. um throw that out there but what's cool about it is it's not your overly like you wouldn't know it's a wrestling shirt which is part of the draw for me you know yeah osaka like from osaka like who's from osaka this old like fat looking sumo guy yeah and then you have a name really just very simple because i like it when shirts are Even though yes it's black and i have 10 million black shirts uh-huh. It's nice to have something that's kind of cool that doesn't look like your typical wrestling shirt.
2: For sure, yeah, yeah.
1: Yep, like our shirts that are that we have.
2: That's true. WrestlingontheRocks.com/shop. You know your wrestling on the rock shirts. We've
1: got yeah, some cool I was, ones. I was, was fine.
0: No. I was just happy we got to see Tagashita. I didn't. I, I knew the box yeah. match was predictable, but yeah, I knew this was going to have a hell of a match, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. And also, National Weather Service, go fuck yourself for putting goddamn stupid warnings on my screen in the middle of that match because
2: oh, it's the worst yeah. time oh
0: man I was That's so pissed right near the end yeah. like reaching the end of the match they had to put the fucking it's severe like, what storm warning thing on there and I'm like you mother fuckers
3: <laughs>
0: I was ready to fight somebody I was like I was enjoying that
2: yeah, I agree though. It was yeah. I thought it was a really good match that was spoiled by the blood and not enhanced by it in that case. Um yeah. but the match was good.
1: Yeah. Can I see a Mox match without blood,
2: please? Yeah, Yep. Please. It's it's taking away from like, matches. It's not adding to it at a certain point.
1: Yeah. And I feel like Tony's like, I'll give you an extra thousand dollars if you cut yourself.
0: Right. See I means. like the That's just not necessary. I don't even care. How many times need to fucking bleed? Nothing. It doesn't make anything better. It just starts to look ridiculous after a while.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it also
1: accidentally makes someone bleed.
2: Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. different, but at the same time. So I know a lot of people have been uh, critical of people who criticize too much blood and be like, "Rick Flair bled almost every night of his career." But Ric Flair was also in the main event every night of his career. You know what I mean? Uh, against big names, against for the world title, in blood feuds. Like, him and Ricky Steamboat we saw three times, probably happened 200. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how the territories were. Is you were on top for the world title all over the country against the biggest star in that area. And everything was a blood feud. This is not. This is a, a like a second match on the card kind of a deal against yeah. people who've never had any reason to be upset. This is not a blood feud. There's no title. There's nothing at hand. It was just a match for the sake of Moxie asking for the match. And then, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean. Like, that's that's what I think the difference is when people are trying to knock people who say they bleed too much. The The importance was yeah. there all the time before. It's not in a lot of these yeah. ways that they're booking it. They're not making it look or seem important. Um. We talked about Jericho a minute ago. Or did you, did you have something you wanted to come over and say?
3: It, it's like the rest of
1: their product, it's nothing is nothing feels genuine. Everything feels like without without any intention.
2: Yeah. If you don't build towards it, it's like yeah, you can't buy what you can't what you're not selling. And so
3: Um
2: so we talked about Jericho's promo earlier. I want to talk about Eddie Kingston for a second because that was a huge thing online for a while. After Kingston's match on Rampage, people were sharing pictures of Kingston and mocking his physique. And, you know, it's easy to get the criticism uh, from, um, from a very surface level screenshot, right? To be like, oh, look at this guy. He doesn't. He doesn't look like he's in shape. And from a screenshot, you could say that, yeah. And I did like the amount of people who were trying – they were just starting to name a bunch of like historically big guys in wrestling, right? And they talked about like the Stan Hansons and uh, someone even showed Junkyard Dog, which I thought was sort of unfair to Junkyard Dog because he was in phenomenal shape for so much of his career. He only – yeah. Towards the end of his career, started losing shape, and he was not taken as seriously once he did. So I thought it was a little unfair to negate the majority of the time he was on top. But regardless, there's a lot of badasses who have had a lot of extra pounds and in, in the gut, and it made me think about Kingston in a number of ways, like the Stan Hansen type, Chris like Chris Hero. Chris Hero. No. Yeah. Holy no. You clearly don't need to look like an Adonis to be very good or be tough. You know what I mean? It, there is something that makes you take notice of somebody who is in shape that is not otherwise. But at the same time, you can take notice of somebody who goes in there looking like they're out of shape and being a badass. It's what makes a lot of the UFC fights interesting. You see someone who's completely cut against a dude who just looks like he just walked off a farm And you go, well, that guy's clearly not training. And then he wins. And you go, this is incredible. This guy's actually a badass badass. Mm
0: -hmm. I think. thing about it, everybody dug in on Eddie Kingston. It's like, does Eddie Kingston really give a shit? No. Mm -hmm. Guys fucking go in there and he's going to beat people's asses. And your guys and everyone's going to sit back and fucking love it. Hands down.
3: Yeah.
2: I think the only thing I I wish that was different about Kingston. Because I think his body type is perfect for his character. I think his actual strikes he's doing look weak. I think he needs to lay it in. He's got some of the weakest chops, forearms and punches in the the company right now. And he's an actual badass. I would never want to take a punch from him. You know what I mean? And so I think it's the only thing where someone sees that and then they'll put a clip of him doing all those chops, those really bad chops he did on Suzuki. And you go,
0: yeah. Those, those chops always look bad though, sadly. Yeah, so just like, don't
2: do him. Like, he's an actual badass that so I don't want to punch him. me. Well,
0: don't make so your punches look it. It's oh. the only way it looks good. Like, yeah. Eddie doing it and other people that do it, it just looks weak.
2: It just doesn't look good for somebody that you know can make everything look good and sound good. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. so if he's not able to execute that, then that's my only, like, complaint about the whole thing is, like, I think he looks... Like the type of dude you don't want to get into a fight with if you bump into him on the street. He probably punches in a way that you don't want to take a punch from. But then you see him in an AEW ring with his shirt off and slapping a guy in a way that looks like that you would happily take that all day, no problem, and you go, Okay, well that's the disconnect. That's the problem. Stane Hansen never let you think for a second. He wasn't gonna knock your eyeball out of your head. You know what I mean? Like the dudes who were big like that in those eras, also fucking stuck it to you. And I mean, like you said, Vader, because obviously Vader lost his head, lost his eyeball, but also Bret Hart described wrestling Vader like trying to fight a dump truck full of vomit. Ugh, was... That's
0: a hell of a comparison. <laughs> Damn.
2: Look, wow. Bret Hart is a man of words. Because he was saying that the dude was immobile and smelly is what he was trying to say. And the dude hits you like you had to take it, right? All I'm saying is that there could be something in the middle for Kingston. I want Kingston to be the type of dude like a Sheamus. You know what I mean? Like why can't he be the Sheamus of AEW where people go like, look, you know you're in a fight. You've been in a match when you've been in a match with Sheamus. I want to hear people say that about Kingston. You know what I mean? Because then all of this criticism will go away. Because I also think that Kingston has every ability to do that and be that. Because I think he is that person, but he's not that performer. I think there's late. the disconnect.
1: What was it? Should have happened after um, him selling those sprinklers.
2: That's actually exactly how they should have solved that that's true that's probably exactly it how they should have it. actually saved it instead of that stupid promo where he goes I had anxiety which I'm not saying he doesn't no, I'm not no, saying no but cares. it didn't come off it didn't yeah. come off well they actually should have just had no, him out there slapping not. the shit out of people
1: uh-huh. yeah. now one thing when I had brought up Chris Hero and um, bigger dude Chris Hero no matter what size he is the fucking elbow of his yeah, mm. knockout artist. Yeah, there's a reason all why he's he
0: yeah. all his strikes. It, are it's staying.
1: just, yeah, it's brought all that power right in there, and you know, with Eddie, I think it's kind of almost like you know, I'm getting a steady check. You know, I know I'm a bitch for fucking Tony Khan, and it's really sad to feel that to, to feel that because that's how I feel about Eddie. Mm. Every time it just hurts me to even watch now. I'm like, oh great, what are they gonna do to Eddie now? that's how i feel about you know going into this next match like great how's it gonna look like a bitch this time and that's not what you want from you know your fan base and i also want to say that these fucking fans and you know have goddamn nerve Mm -hmm. they're probably dudes who and chicks who don't wash their wrestling shirts don't wear deodorant to a show don't bathe and it's like, and you're going to talk shit about Eddie Kingston being fat? Okay.
3: All
1: right. No. chasing me is no bueno. Shout out to you-know-who-you-are. You Get yeah. that to me. Yeah. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, that's just it, too, is it like, time. when you see the screenshot, you go, yeah, that's a bad screenshot. And then when I was trying to think about, like, the overall actual potential conversation here was what would make that conversation go away? Well, maybe if when he slapped a dude it didn't look like he was hitting someone with a pancake. You know what I mean? Like maybe when he slapped or a dude you thought, Oh shit. You like might break his teeth.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Maybe if sparklers it's didn't make him fall asleep. asleep. You know? Like I, don't I think know, that's where a lot of it but comes from. I
1: I challenge any of these people who said that Eddie was out of shape, fat, say to his fucking face.
2: Yeah. You might get stabbed.
1: It's not gonna be pretty it's right
0: so King like he it's gives a pretty shit pretty. because he doesn't. You can talk yeah, shit about him all you want. He doesn't give a
1: damn, so It's true too. Well you know? that's what I mean, they're, like their hero. Go ahead. I was gonna say they these fans, Their hero. Phil. Phil, yeah, you go up, big talker. If I had to go up to him and tell him that really is, he'd fucking do whining and bitching. Ocean spray does that too. But I yeah. it. I know i mean seriously yeah these guys would think that they're tough and it's like no you're gonna go cry like a bitch in the back whereas like you have eddie complete opposite and there's other guys too that you wouldn't think that would be you know yeah but
2: i would absolutely welcome a fight with cm punk or adam cole before eddie kingston or joey janela if oh, someone's like a
1: fight with joey janela
2: that's what i'm saying if someone was all like, "I'll give you twenty Mid-game. bucks to pick a punk, pick a Mid-game. fight with Punk or Adam Cole," I'd be like, "Yeah, maybe I might do that for twenty bucks." If someone's like, "I'll give you twenty bucks to pick a fight with uh, Eddie Kingston or Joey Janela," I'd be like, "Dude, that is not gonna cover my dental bill after this." Like, they're going. They're, what are you talking about? But I think I might be able Unless to win against want,
0: Punk. Like, worst goes, <laughs> I'll do that.
2: Yes. Yes. I'll exactly. Fight,
1: I'll fight Punk for free. I'll fight Punk for free.
2: That's what I mean. It's like a safe bet. Bring it. I'm pretty sure that the Wrestling Buddies pillow fighters were actually based off CM Punk. The dude's soft as fuck.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, Tony. Book Got it.
1: a big mouth. <laughs> Give me what I want, damn people it. Give me what I want. I want, I want. Also want an ocean ball. Yeah. That's another one that people want me to see. Tank Lunar's
2: over. coming through the chat. Cheers to Lunar. Hey, Um, Let me see. I
1: actually do Ocean's brain ass beating because he did shove me.
2: That's true. What did you guys think of Claudio versus Jake Hager?
1: For a company that's not trying to be like WWE?
2: Yeah, this was for the Intercontinental a title.
3: Kind of match. <laughs> Damn it.
2: I'll be honest, at first, I was like, I don't, I don't know, maybe this could be something. And after about a minute or two, I was kind of getting into it. And then it went yeah. for like two commercial breaks. And I was like, I was done with this match yeah. a while ago. Mm-hmm. Like this match went on way too long. Like it, I was it,
1: waiting for some leader people.
2: It bought me in and then wore me thin. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It was one of those ones where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. Jake Hager's really not that good. Claudio's incredible. I don't know. And we've seen it a dozen times in WWE, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, part, a couple minutes in, I was like, you know what? I think I'm into this. I think this is a good match. And then 20 minutes later, I was like, what are we doing here? There's got to be more show.
0: <laughs> it was just, eh. Hager just doesn't do it for me.
2: Yeah. And I... Every time, I know he's a heel and all that shit, but every time he brings up his MMA background, it's, like, the most petty, stupid shit. Like, you had two fucking fights and one you technically didn't lose because you kicked someone in the balls and they called it no contest and said disqualify you. Like, you do not have this storied MMA career. You barely won the first one and you kicked balls to get out of the second one. You're not a fucking MMA hero. You're not fucking Bobby Lashley. Like
0: we the people.
3: Yeah. You know. All bullshit. Yep. All bullshit. I was waiting
1: for that. I was waiting for that. And like uh, Dutch Mantel to come out from the woodwork.
2: Oh well the crowd chanted it. It was funny to me.
0: Yeah. They were chanting it. Yeah. And I was just like hmm. those are all <laughs>
1: They're they're still all Japan both. You know? You bitch about one or the other, but then at the end of the day you're pushing that, the WWE agenda on all of this, and it's like... Mm. Yeah, I did that's think that's
0: it was... Sense. They had Jericho say when Hager came out there and they chanted, we the people, Jericho says it's a stupid gimmick created by stupid people, but now it's fine that we chant, we the people.
1: Like, what?
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: So stupid. They'd probably gave Tony a hard on
2: I also thought it was way super soon to put them together. But maybe it was just a comfort thing. Maybe Claudio's coming in and calling his shots. Maybe he wanted to work with his old friends. Like, I could see that. No problem. But it seemed like storyline-wise, that was really fucking quick to just be like, and now these guys. I was like, Mm. okay, I thought we would build towards that and make it seem like a thing. Make it seem like, will they, won't they? I want a little Ross and Rachel on my Claudio Jake Hager, and I didn't get that.
0: They literally uh-huh. said, it's two, the battle of two former best friends, and I'm like, but they haven't been together in forever, so what the hell are you talking
2: about? Yeah, and that's one of those things where I say that Tony has no patience. He has the two of them signed, and he goes, ooh, 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 and he just has to do it right away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a child who just opened up a new toy. Easy pickings. <laughs> Uh, let's see. There was a bunch of other stuff, but I think the only other thing that I thought was going to be worth talking about, realistically, it was nice to see Serena Deeb on Rampage and Dynamite. Uh, I don't think the match was particularly yeah. great, but it was nice to see her. Uh, I think her and Mercedes is an interesting. I think that's pretty uh-huh. cool. Uh, but then we have. So the, I'm, I'm yeah.
1: looking forward to that. Yeah, it's been a Mercedes long time.
0: Really good. I'm actually looking forward to it.
2: Yes, that match will be good. Mm-hmm. The matches we're getting leading up to it have been up in. Yes. But,
3: Anna it's Jay always good to see more Serena more
2: deep. deep, Yeah, she needs a ton of work. Dude, and the Anna J. Tay Conti yeah. thing backstage too was also fucking trash. Like, they are bad at talking.
0: I literally I said Tay Conti. Tay like, walks in. What'd you say, Justin? When Tay walks oh. in and she starts <laughs> talking to her, I go, the first thing I said is does anybody understand A single fucking thing that Ty Conti just... (laughs) I literally said that because I didn't know what the hell she said. She literally just walked in and she was like... And I'm like, what did she just say?
2: I understood what she said, but she said it like... She said it like a high schooler doing their first table read for a play and thinking they're, like, the best. It was, like, the most childish form of acting. Yeah. I was all like, oh, we're back to community theater. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, she was like... Someone who tried to be Regina George.
2: Yes. Yep. Really
1: tried, but mm-hmm. he didn't grasp the concept of Regina George.
2: Yeah. She saw mm-hmm. Mean Girls and said, I could be that. And then Tony said, Yeah, I don't see why not. And then, have you ever tried it? No, but I could do that. And then doesn't well, do bitch, it very guess
1: well. what? I've seen Heather's and I could do all that shit very well.
2: I believe that. You would <sighs> definitely blow oh, yeah. up a school, I think.
3: Dude. Mm-hmm
2: she's talking about a movie called Heathers where they do that that wasn't out of nowhere
1: no no I I, I, I actually can recite that sh- that movie him. Yeah. that yeah. freaked actually um, who was it who freaked out oh Chuck Taylor was freaked out about that I can see that Dude, Dude, he, my movie.
2: he does seem Dude, I can have
1: the whole I can have the whole conversation you know the one um, at the party you stupid fuck you got <laughs> damn bitch. You <laughs> nothing you. uh, parties with was and there you anything know.
2: besides the, the tag match else that you guys want to talk about? Or you just want to talk about the tag match.
1: Um, real quick, yeah. Thunderstorm is kind of cute. I'm not they make I'm a not gonna lie. They make a great team. What I would really like is if he does do some tag belts, have those two have some belts. It would be even better if they both had a belt and had the tag belts because then that's really going to make your women's. Vision. You need to fucking step up.
0: Like the parents still don't understand it though. Why? Yes, they just fight. They just fight and then they're best friends. Like, all right, well, do your
1: things. It's, it's they had a mutual respect for each other.
0: No,
2: because you
1: don't see that with the women on that roster. Because obviously, when you see DMD, she, you know, she's already. Oh, la 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 you know I'm away I just I'm back la 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 I mean, no, I don't uh,
0: care. the minute she walked no in
1: I don't, cares, you don't was all
0: lasted. yeah,
2: yeah. I least think Jamie
1: Hater was with her,
2: so. so I think Thunderstorm is a good tag team I think there's no point to have any tag teams the way that they've got the division going there's literally no tag titles for them to even be a tag team for uh I don't think the company needs tag titles for women necessarily because they have such a thin roster that are doing anything anyhow. But they've got enough titles anyways. Might as well throw in some more. But I think having official tag teams for the women there makes no sense right now. And I just – my only issue was I just was a little – it felt like fans were saying it as a joke online and then they just went with it. And I just – like Justin said, I just wish there was a little bit more going into why they're together and not just because they saw a tweet, thought it was cute and could make a shirt. Uh, which I don't disagree with that concept. Sell your shirts, dude. And it's a good team. You guys are two of the best on the whole fucking roster, to be honest, by my account.
0: It's a good point on their names, too.
2: Yeah, great Mm -hmm. use of the name thing, but it really feels like tweet-turn-T-shirt-turn-tag-team. And you go, okay. That's a little... I wish there was more reason, but I'm not going to hate it, because I do like seeing them together.
1: And I did like that they had a regular hand and they had the skull. Yeah.
2: Yeah, a well-designed shirt, for sure.
0: Tony Storm should paint her face the other side. So, like, when Thunder does one side, she does the other.
1: The other? Oh, that'd be cool.
2: Well, maybe not the other side is the other half of the sugar skull, but the other side of the face having, like, a big lightning bolt down it. Because then it's really, like, Thunderstorm, you know?
1: Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And if that happens... I owe you money. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: any, anything else besides the tag? Shit. Anything else besides the tags no. that you guys want to hit on before we just talk tags?
1: Um, I thought there was something. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Going back to Mean Girls and yeah. Fetch. Luchasaurus is Fetch. Stop making Trying to make fetch happen, it's not going to happen. I'm sick of it. I know they're giving him an edge by making him dark, but still, that doesn't cover the, back, the fact that you're not a very good wrestler.
2: That's true. It's the
1: I like sword. and I hope.
2: Yeah, it's the what?
0: Just it's the dragon sword from Power Rangers. That's yeah. literally what it is. Just just cue just the thing. That's what I'm saying. They should just add that at the beginning of this theme so everyone just actually have Christian play it just to have him come out and do it. That'd be good.
2: That makes sense. Yeah, I like this version of Luchasaurus more than the previous version, but it doesn't mean I care about any of it.
1: I don't Why like it does Christian
2: have a 10 count on his Tron?
0: It's his, he's always had that even in impact he had that why it's his countdown yeah. backwards yeah. i don't know why i don't get it either it's always been that though for some reason when he, the day he yeah. as soon as he got to impact that was his first or to tna that was his first thing his his tron was the counting down backwards and then it counts forward and then throws his name at the tron and I was just like okay huh
2: was so sure aew does impact? it because it's an impact reference
1: Pretty much. Yeah. That's funny. Tony's not original in any, <laughs> any way, shape, or form. It's
0: there copyright on. free. F- Evanescence, <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't understand yeah, what the, no, what the 10 is, bad. but, you know, whatever it is, it is. Oh, uh, yeah, and the other oh.
1: thing I was want to mention is I thought, because we haven't seen uh, Varsity Blondes in quite a while, I thought they were on the chopping block, but they wrestled this week on something. I can't remember. That's great it was.
2: No, they're still there to job out.
1: But, yeah. So
0: they
2: on no, dark.
1: I, I was, they was did. shocked. Yeah. They did dark. They wrestled on dark yeah. in and white probably. Th-
0: right? They lost here.
1: No, they lost. They lost. Aw, oh, boo. Um, but I know. I like varsity blondes, though. I really I do. do. And I really like how they're developing uh, Julia Hart. I'm kind mm. of liking that.
0: That's cool. I haven't seen any of it, so I can't give any kind of say to
3: it yet.
1: Oh yeah, no, she she cut a promo. Was it on this episode? Yeah, because they were building toward Darby and um, Brody and Brody King. Yeah, which yeah. ah, it's gonna be brutal.
0: I can't wait for that match. I'm excited for that.
1: It's gonna be awesome because I I I've seen a in a, like a version of that before. And it was like, fuck. I thought that Darby, you know, he's so damn skinny. It was like, God, he's gonna break him like a toothpick. All Brody has to do is just go, ah. And yeah.
0: He looked like he killed him in the battle royal. He was literally limp.
1: I was like that's that. That was the conspire. greatest, like Yeah, but that was always that for me was like that's the greatest ending to a battle royal the way he did that. I think it like it's probably damn that's mm-hmm. telling you yeah
0: the one thing that was weird though was okay. how come now we're playing into griff garrison looking like jungle boy yeah that was because because... jungle is so not on everyone said that yeah. for years Yes. and now all, all of a sudden it's yeah. like hey look check it out they look the same
2: yeah And the way Christian's like, I couldn't quite Um, put my finger on it. You could put your finger on it immediately. Like, shut up. We all put our finger on it right away. If there's one thing that's been properly fingered upon, it's been Griff Garrison looking like Jungle Boy. It's got all the fingering we need. There's no way you couldn't thumb that one down.
0: could put his invisible tail.
1: I want him to come back with that 90s Pompadour, like his father had on my for now. I would geek out so hard. That should there be you good. Go. You should come
2: back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys want to talk to the main event?
1: By the way, still looking. Yeah, but by the way, still looking for a Jungle Boy so I can put with the Dylan McKay.
2: Yeah, we saw a bunch of AEW figures this weekend, and there was no Hobbs, Ricky, or Jungle Boy.
1: Or a ton of FTR. I seen. I've
2: been seeing Dustin Rhodes mm-hmm. around. I haven't seen the Thunder Rosa one. I've seen one. Matt
1: Hardy a lot.
2: I saw a bunch of the See, new Brody Lee ones, which was cool. Oh. Brody Lee with the TNT title I've was nice.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think I saw any Dark Order. Oh no, no I saw Anna J.
2: I've seen uh Anna Tay and I've seen um um I think I Angel.
1: Too.
2: I think Angel of... like was it V Angel or something like that? I think he's got a figure, I think I saw Oh
1: Alan Angels. Alan Angels have one?
2: Yeah. I think he's got one, I they think. They made
1: I saw. him I didn't think they did. I thought they only made Silver and Reynolds and Uno mm-hmm. and Stu
3: mm-hmm.
1: and Anna and then Brody. There's only six. get it.
3: No. But well, I will uh... say
1: this: I saw Alan Angels wrestle. I was mighty impressed. I'm like Tony, you fucked up. You should have let this guy do his shit because he was actually very, very good.
0: Yeah, cheers to his impact debut right over there. So did he make Mike it? Mike Bailey, probably amazing.
2: Did he show up over there? Yeah.
0: yeah. Has he got a mask on? No, he's he's on mask now.
2: Okay. And did he have a match against Mike Bailey, or is he just teasing they're going to?
0: No, he had a match against Mike Bailey. That's sick. That's sick.
3: And now
1: um, Alan lives, yeah, it does. And now Alan lives out here because his girlfriend lives out here, so he moved out to the area. So I'm excited we will see all of him around here.
2: Cool, cool. You guys want to talk main event?
1: yes
0: sir go ahead <sighs> fantastic Un- <laughs> freaking fantastic so happy right now and god I love Ricky and powerhouse Ops. my god
2: we called in on episode one Ricky was in that match to take a pin and he did
0: he got pounced to shit though
2: yeah
0: my god
2: the only thing I had a hard time with in the match apart from the explicit lack of rules as it devolves into nothing every time. Uh, all the, to follow through all the way until that the, uh, Ricky Starks was not even a legal man and was tagged in by the other not legal man. So you had two steps away from legal men being involved. Uh, but why would Rick Knox know anything like who's legal in the ring? He's only the ref. Uh, was the Young Bucks were hard for me to, to watch. Their shit looked so phony and goofy and parody-like. It was whenever they weren't in the match that the match was really picking up for me. I feel like every time the Bucks got in there, they would do something so silly or goofy that I was like, or so soft that I was like, you guys are like playing around and there's like people trying to wrestle here, man. Like, yeah, get out of the way.
3: They're the Street Profits of the
2: Street Profits actually hit people. The young bucks won't even super kick somebody, right? They they did this one against Swerve where he puts his leg through the rope and Swerve had to like run into his foot (laughs) and then like push himself back because it was just fucking bad. I was like, guys, let the let the wrestlers wrestle, please get out of the way.
0: The double they threw on Keith Lee was like whiffed.
2: Yep. Yeah, they were just. I thought it was super evident how bad they are in this match because of how fantastic everyone else was around them. You know what I mean?
1: And these aren't guys that normally tag. Yes, they, they
2: only don't. tag. I
1: mean, the only one... The only one I could say that did tag a lot before... Well, Ricky did, but him and Solo really only did it for, like, what? Oh, yeah. Maybe two years, maybe?
3: That's true. But, well, Hobbs. Hobbs.
1: Powerhouse Hobbs, he, he tagged quite a bit.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, before. I, but, I really wanted... Know, I mean...
2: I wanted Hobbs and Starks to win it. Because the other thing I thought was funny... Like, I think it's awesome for Swerve and and Keith Lee. But it is funny to me because I was in the room at Double or Nothing Starcast back when the whole company came together when the Young Bucks said, we're going to be a real tag team company. We're not going to do the kind of bullshit that WWE does, like just strap a couple of singles guys together and put the titles on them because that's stupid and we would never do that. It undermines your whole tag division. And voila. Here we are, two tag, two singles guys thrown together and made champions within a month. I just think it's funny because it's explicitly been stated they would never do that, and they did it. They did it with two amazing talent, and I'm happy for them. But I just think it's funny because it's one more thing that the Young Bucks were, were promising that just did not come true. But that said, I'm glad it's I'm these gonna, two dudes
1: and I want to get this part out of the way before we get, like, really into it. Um, I, for one, I'm very shocked that the Bucks didn't retain. And I'll tell you why. It's because, I think I mentioned it on episode one, that I think they, I was hoping they were going to lead up to FTR again, and FTR gets all the belts and goes Uh into New Japan um, World Tag League with all these fucking belts you know that's what i was hoping to kind of that that would come out of it i definitely do think that FTR is probably going to go to japan and be in the global tag the global tag league i have a feeling they're they gonna if do they it don't then
2: this is how they do it now the young bucks don't have to mm-hmm. lose to ftr but the Young Bucks got out of the match against FTR is what it is, and they put it on these two dudes who've been having some tensions so FTR can take the title off of Swerve well, and Lee and not the Young Bucks. That's exactly what this is.
1: Well, with the Young Bucks, going back to what you said about, oh, we're going to be a tag team thing. When you said that, that's the thought that immediately came into my mind, is Bucks know that right now they've got some great fucking tag teams it's time to step aside really develop that yeah and go from there and i think that i hope that's that's what's happening i really do um, because nothing and i've said it before nothing has gone what these people said yeah AEW was going to be about nothing yeah it's tony the tony the god con show and, you know, whatever. It's like, I think of Truman. That's fucking the, the dude is fucking the director guy. That's fucking Tony Khan. You know, I mean. But, but this
2: would have been, because see, if you had had, the, a, if you had had Young Bucks versus FTR, it would have been the rubber match. It would have been the third match. They both have one and yeah. one. But because FTR is on top exactly. of the world and doing all this stuff, Bucks would have to lose two in a mm-hmm. row. And they're not going to do that. This was the Bucks way of getting the titles yeah. off of them so they could get them onto FTR without the Young Bucks having to lose a match to do it. They pinned Ricky, because that's why they put him in there, and they didn't want it a one-on-one tag match, because otherwise it would have just been straight up them. They needed a third team in there to take the pin, so Young Bucks could leave the titles behind and still never lose the titles, and definitely not lose to FTR a second time. So FTR's going to take the titles off Swervin and Lee and go to Japan with all the titles, and Young Bucks are going to be like, how could this have happened? There's no way to know.
0: I'm just happy it was something yeah. different, honestly. I'm oh, yeah. fine with it. Yeah, it's just, again, everyone was all FTR Young Bucks again, but honestly, I would be this oh, I'm better. all for FTR. I'm all for FTR and Swerve. and that match.
2: Yep, this is way it's better. Gonna
0: be I only had one yeah. other gripe about the tag match itself, was the whole ref bump thing. Yeah. Why was there a ref bump and a triple threat?
2: So Young Bucks like, could do it, well...
0: There's a triple threat. There's no DQ. At that point, they were just, they wiped the ref out for no reason. It was so weird. Like, it didn't Was make... it no
2: DQ? I didn't get the impression there was no DQ. Well,
0: it's triple threat. They never have DQ.
2: I mean, they don't have DQ yeah, anyways. But
0: they never have DQ. Right but still, so what yeah. was the point of the ref bump then?
2: Nothing. Yeah. Just to give Rick Knox a break so he could take a quick nap. Probably gets tired partway through.
1: Yeah. That's... <laughs> That's the only, the only
0: thing I got. Like, maybe I mean, guy. Guy. yeah. I was like screaming, yeah, like, at the "TV!" Like I'm like, like, I'm like, what was the point of the ref bump? What is the point of the ref bump? What is the fucking point of the ref bump? Like,
2: yeah. I get weirded so out because I
0: the title, and I'm like, hit him with the fucking title, Ricky. I'm like, stop hesitating, just hit him. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even care. Who cares if the ref sees you? It's no DQ. It's triple threat. Take him out. Win the damn titles. I'm like. Fucking screaming at the
2: TV like, but tag God. triple threats are done poorly by every company. It's the one thing I think WWE does, well not the one thing, but it's one of the major ones of the rules that I think is is terrible. Is when you have a triple tag team match and you only have two men in the ring at a time. It yep. should be done like a triple threat, like you said. But if it's also no DQ, then no one has to tag in and out. And if no one has to tag in and out, then no one ever becomes legal in the ring. And then it doesn't matter who you pin when. It's
1: like Lucha rules.
2: Yeah, it becomes Lucha style where it's like it becomes impossible to know who can win. So you have to have rules and tags have to matter. So that's why they put two in the ring at at a time. So that way you don't say like, well, if you don't need a tag, why is not everybody just in there beating the shit out of everybody the whole time? It's trying to give some sort of semblance of control, because otherwise, two dudes go in there, and you never have to tag anybody. How do you determine who wins? Mm.
0: I just—it just came off weird to me, because I'm like, it's triple threat. You know, there's no DQ there. Why is there a ref bump? It just didn't feel necessary.
2: Also, Rick Knox has never DQ'd somebody in his life. You wouldn't know how to even do it. So you can cheat in front of him. It's fine.
0: Also, Rick Knox always refereeing young buck matches still.
2: Yeah. Little I love last kick. week when JR,
3: it's
2: one of the women's matches had a tag, and uh, uh, <laughs> JR said that tag was done hand-to-hand right there in front of the ref. Not even Rick Knox can mix that one up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh,
1: he's like, hitting sauce. He's yeah. Hitting
2: sauce. I was all like, True. fuck oh, yeah, man. JR. Oh. My dude. Oh.
1: So, speaking of Jr., apparently he has Tony's doing this thing where he's only going to be calling one hour of Rampage think, or no, excuse me, Dynamite, because yeah. I don't know. Is it because after the second hour, he's been drinking so much with whatever's in his thing that he's just saying shit like that. But that's the best Jr. though. <laughs>
2: that's my favorite Jr. But I mean, he does maintain yeah. and has multiple times on his show that he doesn't actually drink while he's at the show. Um, I just don't know. It just but some I, of
1: the things he says is like ugh. it's
2: easy to believe if he does. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't want to call oh, the man a liar. Right?
0: see Jr. at the commentary table needs to be a thing.
2: Oh, it's got to be great. I mean, matter of fact, if there's one person in the world I'd like to get drunk with and watch wrestling and just hear what he's got to say about it, it's probably Jr. He's probably the dude to get drunk and watch wrestling with.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. You know
2: what I mean? Put on whatever that's match crazy. you want. Not even once he's seen or called or anything. Just like, I like this match or I think this match is terrible. Therefore, I want to watch it with Drunk JR. Like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. No cameras. Let's watch Nick Gage. Just booze. Yeah. Nick
1: Gage and David Arquette.
2: Yeah. You hear how many it's times he just goes, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. But there was an amazing moment here where Ricky Starks looks like he thinks he's about to win and he starts to almost cry. I think it's knocked off jumping the thing. Up and
1: down. Because you, you, you do thought he fooled you, huh? Fucking asshole.
2: So good. It was like, so When so I good. saw that, I was
1: like, one, two. But actually, if, when I look back on it, it almost was three and it could have been, it was almost a botch. Almost. Uh, but I, I, I was crying already and um I had to watch it later. So I made sure I did not see any spoilers and nobody spoiled it for me. Mm. So when I saw that, I'm like, oh my God, they did it. And then, you no, know, I'm like, fucking Rick Knox. What the fuck? Playing Ricky, with my emotions.
0: Ricky's spear had me convinced. I was like, so freaking. Yeah. When he hit that spear, I went, oh my God, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. it. Yeah. I jumped out of my seat and then he fucking got the two and I'm like, son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. So it, I
1: was,
0: it, I was all Pops and Starks. I wanted them so bad. Yeah.
1: I will nervous. say, yeah. I'm going to say this. One thing I'm going to put some comments about it before I go into um, Hobbs and Stark time here Um, I thought the Young Bucks were like the Young Bucks of old which a little bit even though yes there was a little bit of comedy in there but they were more of the Young Bucks of old you know in some of the style and it for me it kind of hit off a little because you're with people that aren't normally tag teams so it's not supposed to be 100% polish, you know? Because everyone, I mean, they all had something that, you know, wasn't on. You know what I mean? For probably Starks and Swerve, probably, I would say, those two. Because those two were on. I mean, yeah. that squat oh, so. runner, Swerve did, yeah, he did that moonsault off of Keith Lee's chest. Holy shit, I love that move.
0: I do too. I don't know how Keith just goes. Yeah brace myself like
1: boom he's like it's like a trampoline it's like he's here boom and then he's gone it yeah there yeah i mean i've seen some some things i don't even think i've seen lucha libre luchadors do that kind of shit i was just like jesus christ i mean it was i was very very forward i don't know keith lee i don't know he seemed again like the weak link if you, if you can say that i mean I don't know. I just kind of felt like, okay, at first it was like, it seemed, he seemed sloppy. And I'm like, I'm like what's Keith Lee doing? I'm like, okay. You know, obviously, the biggest boss, dude so. in there. Mm.
3: there was yeah, one kick he
2: took he to did. the outside and landed on like the ring apron and a real hard thud and rolled over. And I remember watching us being like, God well, damn, that looks vicious the way he took that. Maybe it
1: was. Well, yeah. And Nate, the, his size doesn't help with the sound. I mean, that's going to sound really brutal, but... No, yeah. but I will say, did you not like me? I was like, oh my god. When it was Hobbs and uh, Keith Lee in the ring, and their big guy kind of... Yeah, mono, It was cool. Mono. Yeah,
2: was, it was pretty cool. I
1: was, I was like, that was...
2: I didn't was realize... I, swear, like, I was going back and forth yeah. on, does this make... Hobbs looked bigger or smaller than I thought. You know what I mean? Like, because Keith Lee's a mountain of a man, but so is Hobbs, and Hobbs yeah. was like slightly smaller, but almost wider in the shoulders. That it was kind of like, it was just. I mean, you couldn't help but just look at both of them back and forth, like, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
1: I a know, lot of man not in fuck there. With that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, honestly, better reinforce that, that ring. A lot you bigger. Know? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, Hobbs is a lot bigger now. So, he's big. um, and cut a lot more so than he was when yeah. he was out here. So, definitely, I mean, even Ricky, like when they did that, um, Roma last week was my favorite with the taking the shoes off and you know, oh,
3: yeah, that
1: he's, I'm like, are you on the sauce? Thing. Because you look, he looked really yoked. And I'm like, oh, never. No?
3: I mean, no one's right, gonna check right. him over there.
2: They have no wellness policy, so they're allowed to do whatever they want.
0: Uh, Reminded me I don't of, think our- he would. of that, like, that week when he was just like he sounded like Ric Flair, he was acting like Ric Flair. I was like, All right, Ricky, pull out your inner nature boy. Let's go.
2: Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Do not tell someone to pull out their nature boy. Let's <laughs> take it easy.
1: Hey no. well, you know, adult humor.
2: That's true, it is adults. But remember, so adults.
1: remember, this is the man that did the spot where people would pull his pants down and we'd see Boutte.
2: Yeah, that was an old Ric Flair spot too.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, you that's know. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, so how telling people like, oh, that's Baby Rock.
2: Yeah, he's Baby <laughs> Nage. Well, you can't have yeah. Baby Nage because you have Little Nage. We're in a tough spot with yeah. Ricky Starks. How can we mock him and not hurt other people's feelings? <laughs> I'm kidding. I have a lot of people's
1: feelings. I you know, but there's a lot of people's feelings. I love absolute
2: hurt. Ricky stars. I just want to
1: say. Okay. Oh, I know. I want to say that that's spot, I hate him. You you fucking had me fooled. I feel so foolish for jumping up and down and crying and thinking this was it. She said that before, yeah. Ricky. That's like I say. No, but... um, And then Hobbs, you know, basically suplexing everybody on top of people. That <laughs> was like, funny. It was god. It was funny because I thought no, it was, it was so going it was
2: somewhere, somewhere, and then it kind of didn't. And I was like, oh, that was just an indie spot. But how badass did it look? You know what I mean?
3: It looked badass. At first, I'm oh, it
2: was this. super fucking badass. And I thought... I was like, oh my god, oh my god, where are we going? And all of a sudden, he just stood there afterwards and just stood there. And I was like, not even... Trying to win?
1: What happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not going to take the smallest dude and try to sit on him? And, you know, yeah, you're not.
2: You just, yeah, and not then going. Keith Lee's just there after taking literally spine busters of every human you have in the ring and you're not even trying for him. It was just one of those moments of like basking in the moment of the cool indie spot we did and not trying to win that just – it didn't like turn me off at all. It was just one of those things where I was kind of like, oh – Wait, what? <laughs> like, you don't you don't want to win? Yeah. Like you had a good but shot said, there, but he might not have been I legal, and it doesn't I've, matter if you're legal. It turns out I don't know.
1: Who, oh, I didn't even know who was after a while. I'm like, who who, who is legal? And then at this you one know. point, I'm like, how the hell did Ricky become legal all of a sudden? Yeah. And then someone else too. I was like, how is Keith Lee legal in this one part? And then I'm like, okay. I don't think the Bucks are legal at all. So, I could tell pretty
2: like, early on that Rick Knox lost track of who was supposed to be in there and just counted every pin when he saw it. Which I think is what the Young Bucks tell mm-hmm. him. Hey, when you see someone go for a pin, just count. The rest of it, leave up to us. And he goes, okay. Bokeh, bosses. Bokeh.
1: Yep. Bokeh. Hey mm-hmm. That's what he sounds like to me. <laughs> I thought Brandon Butler was going to get in there somehow. No. get squashed by Lee and That's... Tom. That would have been hilarious
2: it's actually a good call that he didn't like that is kind of a failed spot that could have done easy. Do you think no. by any chance, because no. we've talked about it a little earlier that we all thought Bucks were going to win it just because we thought we we're going Bucks FTR. But I think that you're right in that, uh, that this is their way of getting out of not doing that match. They don't want to do that match but do you think there was a possibility or that people are at least going to believe that there's a possibility that the only reason the Bucks lost is because Nick got injured during the match and changed it while in the ring? It
1: was Matt.
2: Matt, whatever. Who's the, What's the difference between the Jacksons? One's got less hair there than the other, different. but neither one, one of them knows.
0: One's got blonde hair, one's got black hair. That's the difference
2: now. One hair is yeah. super thinning, and the shorter. other one looks bloated. I get it.
0: <laughs> one wears a headband, the other one doesn't normally they both they're both equally
2: annoying and they both sound equally stupid when they talk so I don't need no- else. I don't need to know what else
3: <laughs>
2: so one I of them gets
1: remember,
2: hurt the only promos they did. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my my Jackson impression <laughs> that's what he sounds like he's cutting promos do you think there's any possibility they change the finish during the match because of the injury
1: no
2: I would have thought, yes, prior to you bringing up the fact that this takes away the FTR match. The second you brought that up, and went, oh, that's why they lost. To put the, the titles on someone who could job out to FTR later.
1: And you know what, sadly, who it's going to be? Sort of. Because I think Hobbs and Starks are going to get the, ty- the belts. They're going to take it away from just dysfunctional peace and and swerve because did you notice mm. okay i thought the shoe spot was stupid He okay. really beating people with a shoe i'm like come on dude you're a big dude why do you have to beat someone with a shoe
2: yeah it's probably softer you with know? a shoe than your fist dude you're 600 pounds
1: i know it's like dude what the fuck are you doing and then you know with swerve and having the belt and he was going to use it and then didn't yeah that was something interesting there so i think that would be... A, you know, I would feel like there's going to be maybe a Keith Lee heel turn on Swerve. I think the turn happens do. in the
2: FTR match. I don't think the Hobbs and Starks are going to get the tag titles. Not until after FTR yep. has already held them. Mm. I think they should. Just but I my, also don't think that they're going to be the my, transitional champs. I think Swerve and Keith Lee are the transitional champs to get it on FTR. I wouldn't be completely thrown for a loop if FTR ultimately drops the titles or at least the Ring of Honor ones to Hobbs and Starks at some point. But I don't... I think the transitional champs here are Swerve and and Lee. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it It almost feels like ROH is a consolation prize.
2: Yes, for sure. So is the FTW title's consolation prize. Yeah, I
1: know. And they deserve more.
2: you know. They deserve more, for sure. Oh, the,
1: the two of them deserve a lot more than what they get. Uh, don't yes. start me on that one. I can be here for ten hours. True, but what I really am thinking is, and I gave Tony Khan going into this. I didn't want, didn't look at Twitter. No spoilers. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. You need, need to do the right thing. I'm not saying that.
2: Yes and no. Putting but... it
1: on, you know, but. Like having I mean, the bucks lose. That's the right thing right
3: now. Yeah. You need yes, yes. you know,
1: to take it off because it's yes. it's stale. But what also this whole episode of Dynamite, which we can get back to this topic, is I saw a lot of last night, a lot of Tony backlash. Because they're like, How dare you not give um Hobbs and Starks the belt? Mm. You know, they clearly were the two that the tag team of the three that were on point. And then a lot of people were trying to spin it of, well, you know, Tony and his favorites. Right. But, and then there was the other theory of, well, you know, they came from WWE and that's Tony's bag right now is anything WWE. Right. Yeah. But
2: I think what it really, um, I think if we want to be hopeful And if I want to say something nice about the possibility of thoughtful booking, which has never been his case, but what if it were this time? If you want to have the tag titles on a team for a very short period of time, and they're never going to hold them again because they're going to break up that team, do you want that to be Hobbs and Starks right now or Swerve and Lee? Swerve need to break up. So you put the title on them, have the breakup happen so FTR gets their titles and move on. And that way you don't shortchange uh, Starks and Hobbs with a shitty transitional title reign for no reason other than to keep it, keep the Bucks from having the FTR match. At least this is one that will actually serve a story. And hopefully when Hobbs and Starks get their own tag titles, it's for an actual time frame and not to serve someone else. This tag title reign I have a feeling is to serve someone else. It has nothing to do with the two who won it.
1: I mean, it seems like Starks always gets the short end of the stick. Yes. Yes, he does every time. From Sting, Leia in that one, he's always the one. Yes. It's never Hans. It's always yes. Starks. And it kind of emerges to me because I'm like, I know, like, JR, you know, had such a big heart on those things for. Willie Hobbs, Willie, 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 that's all I ever heard every other word and I was like, let's play drinking game every time Jar says Willie take a shot <laughs> I'd been on the floor in a ball because I'd be, probably went through a bottle but, I mean they, they've first. gone some short ends of the stick you know they always do, and it's, for sure it's not cool. they always do, they always do and it's like I'm like, there's kind of come a point where people are like, he, and this was what people were saying, you know, giving people what they want, God damn it! Like they were saying, he's just so talented. Why people don't understand that? And also, people are also now, you know, on the Starks train now. So yeah, Ricky State, episode one.
2: Uh, uh, Ricky Starks is definitely in the territory where either he's going to have a massive payoff that goes huge. Or they're gonna completely miss the boat on him. He's at that point now where we're either waiting too long and he's forgotten about or it's built up enough fan favor that when he gets the big win, the whole crowd blows like a Daniel Bryan, but not quite Daniel Bryan. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I don't I think yeah. we're right teetering on that edge where it's all like, look, you're gonna have to pull the trigger on something for him. It's gonna you but and you've already fucked him out of the TNT title. You fucked him out of the, the tag titles. You can't give him the world title. What f- weird f- fictional title are you going to make up next? Because, I mean, the FTW title is such a consolation prize that I think people want more for him. And they're they're either going to get to the point where you failed him as a booker or we've built mm-hmm. up enough fan favor that this moment's going to be big. And he's going to have to pivot because I don't think it's because he's got the secondary plan in place. Justin, what do you think about all this?
0: I mean, I, I hope Ricky and even Powerhouse Hobbs actually get something here because I think we're at the point where they're, people want them to have championships at this point. Yeah. They're, they're getting over a lot, and it's going to be a complete letdown if AEW misses the boat on them. Yeah. Like – Take advantage of it while you have it, but it's like again, yeah. I it definitely was a smart idea to not, as much as we wanted them to win the titles. It's kind of glad that they didn't because if there's going to be transitional champs, you know, we want us we want to see a solid run from the two of them, yeah. not just oh here's, here's your here's the titles for now, just yeah. so we can give an the FTR. Like we want to see Ricky and Hobbs have a run, not yeah. a... Two and a half second run,
2: yeah, yeah. We'll see. Time will tell. But congratulations to the new champs. Go ahead, Amanda. Yes.
1: You know, I I just am gonna throw this out here. I know Ricky Stars does not have a plan B. He barely had a plan A. Yeah. So, and the problem is, if he invests so much into Tony. And Tony doesn't pay it off. Yeah. At least for Ricky. That's that's bad. Hobbs is already beloved by so many other people. Oh, yeah. Hobbs has more of a chance than Ricky does. Because you never hear like JR or some of these people. Um, like Because he always calls him pretty Ricky. It's like, okay. But you, that's all you do. Is you call him pretty Ricky. So mm-hmm. you're basically saying to me that... He's pretty well yeah he is pretty and he's got great ass but you know there, there's so much more than that you know and Hobbs everyone it's like so high on him that he's going to go places I think that he's going to be the one to take the TNT title off of Wardlow they're going to build to that and I, I see that happening because that's another big guy big guy match that'll be good and I, think I could that see that happening.
2: I could also see Hobbs ending up in WWE. Mm-hmm. If they fail him enough with the booking, I could see Hobbs just saying, I'm going to give WWE a shot. And yeah. I could see WWE leaning I know he's in on tried him.
1: out. I know he's tried out twice. Yeah. Uh, one of the times, I think Ricky was in his, one of one of the times Hobbs and Ricky were in the same one with Uavara. Um, if you look at the photo, there's so many people in there going, holy shit i know a lot of these people carl fredericks um yeah to just name a few but and then the other time he went jeff cobb was in the training thing. so it's like shit they didn't pick jeff cobb and i mean fuck look at jeff cobb you know i mean yeah but but no i think that but no but i think enough people would tell tony with hobbs no you you cannot lose this guy and we're not gonna allow you to lose this guy I think that there's enough people that would talk them out of it. Um, Ricky,
2: but that's two sides though. Like
1: you don't have anybody. To
2: just cuz Tony up. doesn't you just cuz you convince Tony that that just cuz you can convince Tony not to let him go doesn't mean he doesn't just walk away. You know what I mean? What we know is that sure. Will Hobbs is on WWE's sure. radar. And what we know is that him and Ricky both keeps getting the short end of the mm-hmm. stick. If his contract gets close to ending, yeah. what's to stop it from giving WWE a call and saying, "You guys, what do you guys think now?" Now you can see well, some of my work. You can see the crowd getting me over. You know what I mean? Like
1: Yeah. He just has it's more been leverage. Been two years. Yeah. Uh, it's not I didn't ask him about his contract. It's not my business. I know nothing about that shit. But it's been two years and yeah. it'll be coming up to two years for Haas. Now, should they have expired by then maybe? Because I don't think that they really kind of do multi-year things unless you're someone pretty established and they both weren't that's true when they got there Tribute to be a three. i mean yeah but you know i don't know so you know i i see maybe if they give ricky a title they're probably gonna go that down that stupid line again and fucking him and jay Lethal again which is boring but I'd like to see him and Sanjay on the mic because Sanjay's got a fucking mouse. I love it. Wow. But I mean, it's like, what do you, what do you do? So, but it was, it was great. I was very proud of both of them. Yeah. As I said on Twitter, wrong team yeah. won, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Because I'm really interested to see the dynamic of what they do with Swerve and Keith Because Keith Lee was very, you know, quick to use the shoe. And, you know, who knows what else he would have used. Yeah. yeah. That's not a typical Keith Lee thing to cheat to win.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, and the other moment I did like was the triple super kick mm-hmm. with the butts and Ricky yeah. and the pose thing. That was Yeah, the pose thing was, was awesome. funny. I need a shirt. I need a shirt pro wrestling tease.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, if they can make a shirt with FTR and Bret Hart and yeah, they can fucking.
1: Yeah, you need to give me a young bucks with Ricky, and that his pose in the middle of the two of them—that that's better know. than Kenny Omega ever did. That's funny. Yeah, totally. Uh, Kenny Omega. Any
2: any goes. final thoughts on the shows?
0: Mm, not really.
1: No. But my final thought is, shame on y'all for thinking that you are going to try to do all out not in Chicago.
2: Yeah, that was funny stupid although yeah they
1: get three shows again but i did
2: hear that uh that the now Warcraft arena Warcraft is... the now arena is not technically in chicago and uh last time they did the show there it was an absolute nightmare and a mess and people were stranded in that little outskirt of chicago for a long time and it was like bad bad so and, i wonder uh, if they're gonna have a trouble like, trouble Amber. filling it up no huh?
1: no i was there for um all in. Same problem.
2: Was it the Now Arena?
1: Same problem. It was the Sears Center before.
2: Right. So Sears Center's in Chicago. Now Center is not.
1: No. mm
2: Where's the Sears Center? No.
1: All in was not in Chicago. That was the same one that's the Now Arena, the one that has the plaque. Oh. That they put on no. the outside. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's in like Schaumburg it's a burb of yeah. chicago so you know again like i my thing is this everyone wants phil to come back so he can do this shit no tony you need yeah. to let fucking chicago's really chicago's favorite son Book of Banner, yeah. you need to have let him have his let him have a little day in the sun i don't care if it's a dark match or whatever that's his home and he's beloved
3: okay well, we were talking about the him. venue
1: but yeah no 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 but the venue no it is actually out in kind of the boonies the only good thing about it is there's a Marriott there and that's where we stayed
3: oh, and, so uh, you were lucky it was
1: fine yeah yeah I was lucky but also it's one of those things where a lot of Uber people were Ubering it was okay for them to get Uber but coming back no
3: Yeah, it was a yeah. shit show
1: because it was like a, it's like almost like a one lane road either way yeah. And they could have just opened up both, but they didn't. I don't know why. So it was a clusterfuck um, even then. Oh. And, you know, but a lot of the people who did StarCast um, were at the Hyatt where that was. And that was like maybe five miles away. Yeah. So, yeah, if you stayed in Chicago, Chicago, you're probably, you're probably, you probably were pretty fucked. Yeah. Probably waited a long time. But there was a Culver's there. So that's that girl me was like, oh, win, win.
2: So I wonder if, uh, if at some point it starts to, to affect their, their ticket sales or if they're able to just cycle through enough people who are willing to fight with that. But I've heard the last couple of times they were there, it was really bad. So you, I wonder if also there's probably enough fans who haven't been, who are going to find tickets and say, oh, this is cool. And then they'll have their own terrible experience. You know what I mean?
1: People but travel. I'm sure that there's a few. We travel to all these big ones. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's a
2: number of them who are not going to go back after the last one hearing it's in the same arena. That was one of the reasons we didn't go to Money in the Bank this I have year. A...
3: Because
0: the
2: arena. Because yeah. the arena. Literally, the arena Money in the Bank was in. We had such a miserable time we went there that we just decided not to go. We said, we'll do other shows.
1: Oh, where was it at?
2: Uh, Allegiant Stadium. Oh. And we know that some of the reasons that it was terrible wasn't exactly, uh, like, it wasn't their fault. Some of it was their layout. Some of it was their policy. And so we could have easily gone back with a new game plan. But it was also like, no, you guys made it so miserable the last time. I don't want to have to come up with a game plan. So we decided just to not go yeah. to the show. So I'm sure there's going to be people who won't go to the show who would have otherwise gone. But there's probably enough who haven't been who want to go who will figure it out as they go, you know. But I wonder if it affects their sales at all. I wonder if we see like a little bit of a slow sale at first and it picks up as it goes. No, so like,
1: it's going to sell out.
2: Well, the scalpers have been getting screwed on those. A lot of those sellouts that happen really fast, you end up finding tickets same day for two bucks because a lot of the scalpers are scooping them up and then can't sell them.
1: Well, you know what's awful is like when they were going to do the forum and everything in L.A., man, I was waiting. And there was one who had a single. and I'm like, I know you're not going to get rid of that. You, There's no way like just give it to me for face because then you yeah. got your money back yeah okay and i was just it it, it didn't sold sell so when they had all in i was in the front row obviously you've seen me on that but the, we were on the ramp side the two seats that were on the ramp nobody sat there why because ticket brokers had scalpers had them and they had them for a while. The first price was like ten thousand each. I'm like, no one's gonna pay
3: that. Oh. Then it came yeah. down,
1: and, yeah. Then it came down, and then when it was um, like a week before the show, it was at two thousand, and I'm like, no, no one's gonna buy that. There's no way, you know, no one's gonna do it. And sure as shit, day of, they marked it down to a thousand. Didn't sell them, so those were empty. So. Yeah. I stuck a friend down there, so you know. I mean, but point of it is, is that yeah, the scalpers are getting them. But if it was easier to find these people who have these tickets, you know, it's not like back in the day where you can call these like agencies and stuff and they can get them. Yeah, they're hiding behind StubHub and Ticketmaster and all these things. Because I would be one, like, if they had a single like me, I would have said, Yo, I know you're not going to sell it. Just give it to me for face.
2: Yeah. A lot oh, of the, no. the LA show and stuff like that, and some of the other ones, people were showing same day, like hundreds of tickets on sale for two bucks or six bucks or less kind of a deal because scalpers are scooping them all up, mm-hmm. trying to make as much as they can. And then mm-hmm. day of, just trying to get rid of them. So there's a lot of people who've been waiting and, and going for dirt the- cheap. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how it plays out. We'll be we'll be back to check it all out. Uh, uh, I don't there's a battle royal in NXT this coming up week. I don't remember if there's anything else going on that was like booked that sounded incredible, but we'll we'll break it down when we get there.
1: I don't know We'll, we'll, we'll see.
2: Yeah, Justin, tell it's people where they can find Corey's you data. and your brother Ranton and Raven.
0: <laughs> you can find us only on Twitter. Find the show on almost every platform but Apple. Like I said, hopefully eventually I can get that there. So I can just say every platform at this point. But
2: yeah, find I whichever to,
0: one you want to
2: find on. I need to get in your computer and help you set up that Apple thing because it pisses Ready me please. off. You're not know, an Apple. We'll, we'll square that away. Maybe this weekend we can find time. Awesome. Uh, outside of that, maybe we can find time during the week next week. But until then... You can find us at WrestlingOnTheRocks.com. You can go to slash shop to get all of your Wrestling on the Rocks and merch. We got mugs. We got pine glasses. We got tote bags, shirts. I think I put a sweater and a blanket. I thought about putting a shower curtain. You can have a shower curtain. You know what I mean? Like, If you want one, let me know. We'll make it happen. Uh, outside of that, you can find Miss Amanda Jane on Twitter. I'm at Ref Marsh. We are at WOTR the show. And, guys, this is Last Call.
3: Cheers. Please continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the I and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers.
1: I would never have a drink of rest in my block.